0: Hi, before we get started with the episode, we just wanted to point you in the direction of the social accounts we've set up for the show to help you guys engage with us and communicate and get involved with our show. You can email us at can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Emailing us will really be the best way to talk to us directly and conversate with us on air during the show. Also, be sure to like You Can't Disappoint a Podcast on Facebook. And you can also follow us on Instagram at can't disappoint podcast and Twitter at you can't disapod. That's disapod like disappoint. So there's one S and two Ps. Well, thanks for tuning in, and let's kick off the episode.
1: Here we go.
2: <laughs>
0: you know what? Totally wrong room. Can you get the door <laughs> Oh, she's had enough!
1: and passengers. We now begin our descent into You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Thank you for flying Air Steven. Have a lovely day. Hello and welcome <laughs> to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. I'm I'm one of your two people that talks to you on the show. I'm Steven. Hello. I'm Zach and you know what
0: I'll say what Pierce and Jeff weren't willing to. I like Glee and I get the appeal.
1: I like Glee for the first however many episodes that I enjoyed it. You know, Stephen, that wasn't the worst thing you could have ever done, that intro right there. Thanks. I, I could have done much it worse. It wasn't right? the
0: worst thing. You've, you've done much worse. You were... I, Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to another week of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Uh, we're glad to be back. I think last week was a really good week, so I'm feeling a high from that, maybe just a little bit. Uh, so thanks for tagging along. I hope you didn't turn off as soon as Steven started that voice. Uh, <laughs> the rest of you that are still hanging around. Hi, Steven's
1: mom. Uh, we're glad you're here <laughs> with us. Yeah, hey everybody. Thanks for uh, for joining us for another week. We're happy to to be here. Well, relatively.
0: As always, a shout out to Communities on Twitter. Um, Thursday, this previous Thursday, which is actually the day that we're recording this right now, but you're listening to this at least on Monday, uh, was the 11th anniversary of the pilot of Community. And Communities put together this really great Twitter event live stream thing where we all get together and watch the pilot and tweet about it. And if you think stuff like that sounds fun and you're still not on board with communities, go ahead and give them a follow. They've literally given our show uh, uh, a chance to succeed in a certain community of people, you know, so thanks for what you do for us and go get on board with what they're trying to do for them.
1: Yeah, and happy birthday, community. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're a big girl now, 11. Ugh, (sighs) might have to bleep that.
0: (laughs) Might have to bleep that. Now, we were 11 or 12 when it aired, which is crazy that now here we are that amount of time later, and we're doing a
1: show about it still. Yeah, we're big girls now. We sure are. And big girls don't cry like a little schoolmate in the schoolyard. Yeah, but it's it's crazy (laughs) to think. I, I saw something today that somebody tweeted and they were like you know what what kinds of things were you into when Community came out did you watch the pilot as it aired you know all this stuff and I was like
0: yeah whoever wow. tweeted that was really onto something and yeah. you should follow that account I think uh, at You Can't youcan'tdisappod is definitely what it is go follow it right <laughs> now yeah you should absolutely
1: follow that account <laughs> they always serving up that dank <laughs> yeah they really seem to be on it at all times yeah. um. a couple times a week but yeah, but, but Zach, to, to kind of answer your own, your own question, what 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 kinds of things were you really into when you were 11 and 12?
2: Hmm.
0: Well, you know, we've said before on the show that we both watched the first episode of Community when it aired, yeah. and didn't really stick on with it, so I think I still needed to be a couple years older to fall in love with it, which I did a couple years older. Yeah, uh, You know, at that time, I was... Almost exclusively listening to Radio Disney on XM Satellite Radio whenever my mom took me from place to place. I was avoiding all outdoor activity, which truly hasn't changed, Mm -hmm. and I was probably still writing my Total Drama Island fan fiction that involved uh, classmates of mine.
1: Nice. What about you? I think that I would do really well on Total Drama Island. Not Survivor, but Total Drama Island, I could thrive. Um, yeah, I could, watching Survivor, I could never do any of that. <laughs> oh, certainly not. Not for me. Uh, when I was like, let's see, I guess I would have been 12 when it came out. Um, I actually, at this point, lived in France. No, I didn't. I moved to France a little bit after. Cause I moved in, I don't know. Time is weird. But Time is weird, especially now. <laughs> yeah, I can't keep time. track of things. I was really into the trumpet. Uh, okay. I was like falling in love with that for the first time you still ever so, pick up the trumpet steven you used to be pretty good at it uh yeah i still have it i don't play it as much but i want to like get you still got it.
0: still got the juice if you decide to pick it back up
1: um for about 20 seconds and then my lips are shot so <laughs> so you could build it back up the skills yeah. there it's just the yeah okay go on yeah um and i think also at that time i was starting to get into like horror movies I really liked scary movies a lot at the time so I had just started trying to watch like the original like Japanese versions of those movies you know I really Mm. should have should have known that I was going to get so into anime there were plenty of signs but uh I started to watch the Japanese versions of those movies which are much scarier uh but yeah so that's kind of what I was about at the time interesting well I'm glad to
0: I'm glad that we're all enlightened about how cool we were just as cool (laughs) at 11 as we are now (laughs) yep <laughs> how's your week been do you have anything to to report to everyone who's so invested in our day-to-day lives
1: yeah it's been a this week i feel like was a, was a blur i felt really busy yeah but i also don't feel like i really did a whole lot i so, feel like that all the time those, i feel like yeah. i work a lot but
0: avoid work a lot and mm-hmm. that i do a lot but i also typically choose to do very little <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like I'm putting in maximum effort but also minimum effort. And I don't know how long I can maintain this balance.
0: It's been working for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let's get into some things. Today we are talking about season one, episode eighteen of community. It's called Basic Genealogy. It was directed by Ken Whittingham and written by Carrie Dornetto. They were both one time writers and directors. This was their only episode. Hit it and uh, quit it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Carrie Dornetto, the writer, had previously written for Arrested Development, Portlandia, and South Park, though. So that's a pretty good track record. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. Do you like Portlandia? I've never given it a fair chance. I feel like there's a chance I would find it a little bit annoying. But that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean I wouldn't find it funny, so maybe I should check it out. Yeah. I really like Fred Armisen in a lot of things, so maybe I would enjoy it. Uh, Let's do some trivia before we talk about our opinions on the episode. Um, I've got the usual three questions.
1: All right. I think you went first last week, so I'll go first this time. Um, Okay. uh, So this week we had a fantastic guest star, um, the incomparable Catherine McPhee, (laughs) uh, American Idol runner-up. She lost to that guy with the gray hair. Um, (laughs) Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks, yeah. And boy, did his career take off after that. <laughs> Man, He such a bright star. He's got to be dead by show. now, right? He, <laughs> <laughs> There's no Wasn't way. Wasn't he only, like, 25, that but had right. a full head of gray hair? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Catherine McPhee I more know because of Smash. I really like some people that are on that show. Never watched it, but I'm a big fan of Megan Hilty and her. It was, like gritty glee <laughs> set in the world of Broadway. <laughs> the first season was pretty good, but it got
0: real silly real fast, like most of those shows do. Yeah, that's fair. I liked
1: the the music from
0: it that I heard. Yeah, there were some good original songs, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, lay okay. one on me. Please right. lay one on me, Steven.
1: In the, in the episode, she played a character named Amber, alright, and what right. was Amber's mother's name? Ooh, it wasn't Wanda.
0: Pierce said it was Wanda, and Oh, Amber said, no, it was, but I don't think I, ugh, I don't think I know. Off to a great start. You know what? I think I made it a whoopsie. Did you put Wanda? I put Wanda. Well, we'll see when we get to the episode. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Pierce says, so how is he, Wanda? And, and He asked about it's, Wanda, and she's like, it's yeah, not Wanda. It's not it
1: was Wanda. blank. Well, wow, so we both got that wrong. Big So, L so for can that one here. not count against me? Yeah, I can think we that, call one's, that one a draw, since <laughs> that one's a draw. it barely a question
0: to begin yeah. with. Okay. <laughs> Over the course of how many marriages has
1: Pierce acquired how many stepchildren? Okay, I know it's 32 stepchildren. Mm-hmm. Has he been married seven times? Yes. Perfect. Okay, I, I, I almost said eight, but I, I, I stuck to my gut. All right, what next? Okay, here's a good one. Everyone's favorite uh, recurring characters. A lot of growth here. What are Shirley's son's names, and who are they named for?
0: Are they Bible names?
1: One of them is. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry.
0: That's is all right. Isaiah?
1: Is Isaiah one of them? No, but it sounds kind of like Isaiah. <laughs> anyway. What were they? So Elijah, named for the prophet, and Jordan, named for the 14-time NBA All-Star. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a funny joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, my next question for you. What is on the poster behind Jeff
0: when Annie is berating him for hooking up with Amber?
1: Oh, ball sacks. Okay. I even looked at the poster and was like, oh, I wonder what that says. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It I'm going to take the L on this a one. It was an
0: ad for an immersive language learning course in
1: Barcelona. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> Barcelona. Barcelona.
1: Barcelona. You got one more? Yes, big boy? I do. All right, here we go. What What button was Troy supposed to press when he and Abed are stuck in the vending? machine.
0: This is one third of my final question. Oh uh, boy. He was supposed to press G14. Okay. So to carry the rest onto you, mm-hmm. what button did he think he pressed
1: and what button visually did he press? Oh, okay. Well, he thought he pressed G13. Yes. Now my issue with the buttons on the machine is yes. I don't necessarily know how tall those were, but I'm going to assume that if he was at the bottom row... Then the first letter is still G, right? But I'm gonna guess that he actually pressed G7. Well, I didn't even have it that well because
0: you know the 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 resolution on my DVDs isn't that great. (laughs) Yeah. I was just looking for something as simple as like it was the bottom row all the way to the left, so it would have been the letter, and so that was right. And he pressed Mm -hmm. it twice, the same button twice. Ah, okay. I thought he pressed the middle. Did say that he thought he pressed G13. Nice. And that's my trivia. is that yours as well that is mine as well let's segue into our next segment all right we've got
1: listener questions we got four four emails today um i don't even know where to start i'm going to start at the bottom because you know started from the bottom now we're here all right this is an email from our buddy anorak says hey guys Your last podcast was very fun to listen to. Physical education is a true community gym, and I'm interested in what you have to say about this one. At first watching, I was not a big fan of this episode, but I learned to appreciate it more, mainly because of the Jeff Pierce dynamic, which is still one of my favorites in the first season. Hmm. Still not one of the best episodes, but a pretty decent one. Well, here are my trivia questions. So here we go. We've got, what did Shirley say Troy and Abed should do with Slater's cat? so i know she says mm. that jeff can come cry on her shoulder yeah as she's and like, uh, as soon as she says something about the cat uh it, troy and are like yep we're in does she say put up. it in that bitch's car or in her yes desk? it's something it's, it, one it's of something two. like that it's definitely <laughs> put it in that bitch's something which is not the first time that shirley has really tried to <laughs> come for slater yeah definitely uh-oh uh, question number two, what is the name of Amber's mother, and which name does Pierce accidentally say instead? Okay, so one of those is Wanda. Wanda. <laughs> We're not sure about the other one. We'll get to it. Yeah. We're keeping track, I hope. <laughs> and the last one here, what does Amber draw in Pictionary? Well, obviously, Zach, if you watched the episode as closely as I did, you would know very well... It's a well, happy sideways vagina, right? Well, of course. Right. I don't yeah.
0: refuse. That's the only answer I will That's be giving. That's the right one. Thank you.
1: A smiling sideways vagina. There's nothing else. Next. Okay, um... That's it, guys. By the way, she's excited for the next episode, Beginner Pottery, which is also a community classic. Absolutely. Thanks for writing in. Good to hear from you. With a great underrated guest star
0: as well in that one. Great to hear from you. Thanks for the questions. Mm. We actually got them for the most part, which is always a good feeling.
1: Yeah, right? Thank you for for not making us feel bad. All right. This is a pretty exciting email here. Uh, This is from Avery. And Avery says, I watched Community for the first time in May when lockdown started and instantly became obsessed with it. Me too, I also watched it for the very first time in May, when lockdown started. (laughs) He's he's still never seen it. You would think (laughs) he should start by now. (laughs) Which is funny, because after my binge started, I remembered being scared by the zombie episode and never wanting to watch it again when I saw it for the first time on TV at about eight years old. That's funny. I loved binging it this summer, and now your pod is a fun reason to make the time to rewatch each episode this year during all the craziness of senior year. Well, totally thank you for letting us be a part of it. Congrats um, on your senior year. You're only 75 once, so exactly. <laughs> take it all in. <laughs> this is random, but Pierce's gay jokes in this episode made me think about how different the show would be if Jeff had been canonically gay, like Jeff and the Dean as Endgame or something, LMAO. Interesting ship. Um, also, I agree with you guys on this show. In shipping, I don't really like any of the couples except potentially Troy and Abed, especially later in the show when they're codependent and living together.
0: That right. I could have honestly seen a little bit of. I still stand by that uh Abed is is pretty asexual and that Troy is attracted to women but talks a <laughs> lot more he than knows. he enjoys doing <laughs> anything with them. You know what yeah. I mean? He he wants to be perceived a certain way, so I could have definitely seen them of having like a like a cohabitation like close absolutely. Uh, emotional relationship with each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like what that. you and
1: I have minus the physical stuff, you know?
0: And as far as the gay jokes, yeah, you're totally right. I think I shouldn't, but I'm I'm only willing to let those Pierce lines slide a little bit because it's Pierce and you can't take anything he says seriously. Yeah. Um I, I think I'm if sure if, if any
1: other character made that many jokes it would be a little more off-putting, I think. And I'm
0: sure he would make the same jokes if Jeff was
1: canonically gay. Mhm. Yeah, absolutely he would. He'd be a little bit more confused after he made the jokes, but he'd still make them. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. And here are the trivia questions um, What does Shirley say she will do for Jeff after he says Slater dumped him? And what does she tell Troy and Abed to do? So for that one, we know that she said, you know, you've got a couch to cry on. Yeah. yeah.
0: And something involving putting that bitch's cat, dog, cat, cat, cat. yeah, cat, somewhere, <laughs> putting it somewhere. somewhere. And Troy and Abed are very down to partake in that.
1: Which, as they should be. I'm, I'm, I'm game for that kind of action. Um, <laughs> um, okay. And then the second question, what does Pierce think Amber's mother name is and what is her real name? Stop Find asking. Find out that and more on the next episode. As we watch the episode
0: frame by frame Fouls. during this podcast. Yep. It's, uh, it's Wanda is the wrong name, and, and I wish I could tell you the rest. I truly <laughs> wish I could. Was it Avery? I wish I could.
1: Avery. Avery yep. All right. Third up, we've got MJ. Hey, Zach and Steven. Can I just say that last week's podcast was my top favorite from you guys so far? Well, thank you. You know, Um, I I am inclined to agree. Yeah, I think think so. That was a pretty pretty solid one. Um, I absolutely agree with you that this is one of the highlights of season one so far, although I would put physical education just a smidge above comparative religion. Jeff and Abed it. are both the MVPs of this episode for me, and I feel like this episode perfectly balanced the irreverent sense of humor of the show with the typical trappings of a sitcom. Absolutely. And I think this should be in the list of essential episodes that you can show a community newbie to get them hooked. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. I literally had the
0: thought last week that if you are intrigued by our podcast but don't know community, physical education would be a good place to start community-wise. And it wouldn't be a bad first episode of our
1: podcast to listen to either. No, I don't think. Yeah, And then just, go back go if you, if you catch there. the bug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I want to apologize to y'all for putting you through the ringer with my quiz last week. Dang. Definitely overshot the difficulty level with that quiz. So for this week, just going to scale it down to an easier six-question round, which is fine since basic genealogy is at the bottom of the barrel for me, quality-wise. I'm sure you guys will make me appreciate the episode more once you talk about it, though. Which I'm seeing a lot of kind of, I think you said this last week, there are a lot of kind of opposite ends of the spectrum feelings about this episode i'm sure we'll talk about that a little more but that's true but i really feel like it tends to end
0: on one side of the spectrum with fans more often than not Mm. uh yeah i'm looking forward to talking it through with you yeah what's mj got for us
1: all right so first question why was slater so busy on family day i know this one she had to get 30 chairs to put in her classroom track them down does that sound about right. She did say in
0: the very beginning of the episode, "Oh, I'm so busy. Uh, yeah, I need 30 chairs in my class because family day." Jeff, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. Um, and that's a wrap on Michelle Slater. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Th-
1: they really quick, quick out for her. We'll get um, to that later.
0: She does show up one other time, but we'll talk about our thoughts of this yeah.
1: decoupling. Mm-hmm. All right, number two. What are three things? Um, that Troy likened to Britta's situation with Nana Barnes. Oh, man.
0: You know, I know exactly what he's talking about, but I don't know the specific examples off the top of my that head. That
1: would be uh, coffee grinders, um, pocket watches, and a fake love of steamboats. White people things? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> don't, I, I've definitely had to tell Lily we don't need to buy a coffee grinder before... <laughs> Like, that sounds awful. It just gets bean dust what? everywhere. Yeah. People do that when you buy the coffee. Okay. Sorry, I love you, Lily, but it ain't not on my watch. Not on my
1: watch. All right. uh, There's all your right. slinky dog voice. Not bad. You've been working on it, I can tell. Oh, I've been practicing in the mirror a lot. I've been stretching myself out like a slinky dog and, and really straining my voice. Um, number three, hope you okay. know your Pictionary. Oh, wow. Okay, actually, what color and category is the word that Pierce got when it was his turn to draw on the Pictionary game? Oh,
0: shoot. I don't know the category, but was it orange?
1: I thought it was blue. Okay, and would it just be thing? I guess. I don't think I've actually ever played Pictionary the right way, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-mm. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Okay, number four, what snack did Elijah get at the vending machine where he was trapped? That would be a a ding-dong. That sounds right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> all I like right. those I enjoy ding dong every once every once in a while every once in a blue moon
1: mm-hmm, they're pretty solid but if I'm gonna eat a sweet you know in that hostess realm sure probably gonna be a ding dong if they okay. don't have individually packaged Little Debbie's cause those are my shit mm-hmm. um alright Debbie we'd love to have you on the show
0: if I would give anything
1: to, to have Little Debbie on the show <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um all right what was the name of the closing event during greendale family day i don't know this one
0: closing event no i don't either
1: all right womp, uh, womp. <laughs> all right and this is a question that we've we've already answered but i'm gonna read it anyway was it, it just
0: anyway. the party that was at the end or was it something more specific than that i don't know okay
1: go ahead sorry um and then in the end tag what button was uh, troy supposed to push in the yeah. vending machine so that his phone can get pushed out from his pocket and he can call for help <laughs> What button so is it, Zach? Do up. you know?
0: It was G4, was what he was supposed to press. But G3, I put my notes away, so I hope this is right, is what it's he pressed actually instead. Not. Is it opposite? He's supposed to press G4. 14. Oh, my God. Okay. But he pressed G13. Yes. And it Allegedly. gave him one right up the butthole. Allegedly. Right. Up the bum.
1: Allegedly. Um, and then he says, he'll be <laughs> back, but with booty. Thanks, MJ. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> thanks mj that's nice um and then we have one more email okay uh this one is from danny hi danny what's she up said, hey steven and zach hope y'all are having a great week you guys made me laugh so Good. much with your last episode i absolutely nice. loved it thank you i enjoyed rewatching this episode so much can't wait to hear your take on it here are my questions i'm sure some of them will be repeated bum, okay bum, bum. we'll see all right um, what reason did Slater give to Jeff to explain why he hadn't seen her? And that was the chairs. <laughs> now, this is a tough one because I have not even the slightest inkling on this question. Yeah. There's a couple of maps in the Spanish classroom blackboard. Ooh. What's wrong with them? No clue. I have no clue. No idea. <laughs>
0: wow, that'll be
1: interesting we'll have to look
0: and see. I think might I might have heard it. this fluke before. I feel like they're labeled to be a certain country, but they're not.
1: Oh. Country, or something like that like something that.
0: backwards Chang thinking he knows more than what he actually does but mm-hmm. we'll see
1: Um, next one how many stepchildren does Pierce have and over the course of how many marriages that was 32 in 7 yes. pretty solid numbers there Pierce uh, yes. um, what did Abed compare Abra's burqa to when he was explaining it to Jordan and Elijah it's like a Muslim turtleneck yeah yeah um, and then, what's the word in the pictionary card above windmill? Above windmill? Mm-hmm. I don't oh, remember. I looked at this because I almost wanted to put it as a question.
0: And part of the words are covered by thumbs, but it looks like roommate. Okay, roommate. And it was like umat. not.
1: Ooh, not.
0: <laughs> um, There's not no n in roommate, but okay. You know. All right. Well, thanks.
1: Yeah, thanks Danny. everybody for writing in. Thanks, Danny. Thanks everyone. Uh, hey, I almost put it in motion for this episode. Wait, go ahead, finish your thought. Never no, no, mind, gonna say, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Um, I want to take this time to talk to you all about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Go mm. ahead, Zach. Anyway, uh,
0: something I think will be a fun little segment to add, another way for you guys to add something to the show and for us to have something prepared for the show. I think every week we're going to pick, each of us, me and Steven, a moment that made us laugh the most.
1: Oh, that yeah. That could be
0: something as simple as, like, gillian's delivery of this line made me lose it or something as broad as like the entire troy and abed storyline this week was phenomenal you know what Mm -hmm. i mean uh just the thing that just lost you uh you guys emailed them into us with your trivia questions what moments made you laugh the hardest and we'll let you know the same of us because there's so many funny moments and even an episode like this which we're about to discuss what we thought of it uh there were some really classic funny moments in there that Stand aside from the rest of the series. So yeah, I had a moment where
1: I almost had to pause the show because I yeah. was laughing so hard. Awesome,
0: and I've definitely had to do that before. Mm-hmm. All, All right.
1: right. Well, we we ready to to jump jump in? Well, yeah. Before
0: we do, let's let's talk briefly just our thoughts on this episode. Basic genealogy.
1: Stephen, what did you think? I actually enjoyed this episode quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of things that that miss and that don't land and that did not age well. Like a couple that were like probably some of the most out egregiously offensive jokes (laughs) in the show thus far. Um, But I think that the highs in this episode, I really, really like. So overall it kind of lands in the middle of the pack for me because of the pros and cons being so heavy weighted for me in this one. Hmm. Um, But yeah, I think, I think I've got to say, I, I didn't
0: care for this one that much. Mm -hmm. There are no episodes of Community, especially in the first couple of seasons, that I just outright dislike. But this one doesn't do a ton for me, and a lot of it feels kind of out of character to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. I thought Chevy Chase was strangely off his game during this episode, in one that focused a lot on Pierce. It seemed like he was really half-assing a lot of his lines
1: to me. None of his deliveries were that great in this one. I don't think he had... His timing wasn't that good with him. Like, it was something, like you said, it was off. I agree.
0: And I don't know if it's because it's... uh... People who only directed and wrote for the show one time. I don't know if it's because we're in the first season and there's still episodes that feel like a different community than others. Mm -hmm. Um, Something just felt kind of off throughout the episode. I don't want to spoil every thought that I have, but I would put this at the bottom of the first season so far, even though I'd still probably give it like a B Mm minus. Yeah. So let's dive right in. That's fair. We open with a really great shot of. of of family day you know the the greendale hallways are really bustling with people and the first thing we see is the human being with little human being i hate it i think it's <laughs> really confusing and it's so scary i would love a spin-off to find out the inner workings of the man who is the human being and is it like a what's the thing on rick and morty um mr meeks like, no like the horror movie guy
1: Oh, go, oh, scary bitch. Terry!
0: Scary Terry! When he you goes home, run, but and he you has. You but can't hide, bitch. Yeah, he goes home and he has scary Terry children. He has scary Terry, <laughs> scary, scary Jonathan wife. Yeah, <laughs> and I like to think that it's the same with the human being, and I would love to see that put into actuality. That is now canon really in my way.
1: mind. That that human being has like wife being and yeah. baby being.
0: This episode unfortunately starts off with a really quick scene to break up Jeff and Slater and it really seems like the type of thing where it's like they called the actors who played Slater and were like hey can you come in for just like an hour to film
1: this scene so we can get you the
0: f*** off of our show. Yeah.
1: I mean it's not like they've spent like you know 20 episodes building this relationship but they have spent some time trying to actually like show growth in Jeff and that he's finally caring about somebody romantically past the physical part but now they're like Yeah, and,
0: okay, so they're walking down the hallway, uh, as we mentioned, Slater's talking about how she's really busy because it's family day. Um, Jeff mentions for the first time his family. You know, later Mm -hmm. in the series we hear a lot about Jeff's issues with his father. Yeah. But right now he mentions, hey, I almost invited my mom, but she still thinks I'm a lawyer. So it shows you that Jeff's parents are not very much in his life. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and as they're walking, I don't know, they point out the creepiness of the of the human being and the little human being, and it's really clear that Slater is like holding something back, has something to say, uh, and it's literally as simple as she says,
1: Jeff, we need to talk.
0: What's wrong? Are you breaking up with me?
1: Oh, <laughs> maybe we don't need to talk.
0: <laughs> Which, oh <End> my God. <laughs> of, end of the relationship that's lasted at least like a quarter of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the reason that they gave for this is that Catherine McPhee was the guest star that they got for the episode they wanted there to be a thing with her and Jeff so by proxy they had to end the Slater relationship I think that could have worked and honestly the scene that just rips the band-aid off since I don't care a ton about the relationships Mm -hmm. on the show it's not the worst thing ever yeah and I like that they kind of made a joke out of it instead of a a big moment However, I think the show did a disservice by not doing one of two things. There should have either been another Jeff and Slater-focused episode before this one mm-hmm. that maybe showed, like, some roadblocks, even if it was just in the background of an episode. You know, yeah. last week it was physical education. We didn't even get a mention of her. No, and I know it... that the order is messed up, but that's, like, the order of the episodes.
1: Yeah, and that's why it, I guess it makes a little more sense that they would have that kind of flirty... Thing with the mm. other girl in his class until I mean, not really really flirty. It was kind of just mm. you know like you expect her to be looking at Jeff that way, and then she goes to Abed. But like yeah, like you said, yeah, it, no mention of anything. It's like there's so
0: much you could have done with this. It's the first series, even if it wasn't so serious. You know, mm-hmm. none of us expected it to last forever. Uh, it was one of the first serious-ish relationships Jeff had, mm-hmm. and now it's over. How does he feel about that? Um, and I don't know. It I, I didn't need it to last forever, but I, it just seems like, what was the point?
1: Yeah, I think they threw it away in, in, in just a very, like, okay. Like, the it shows that they didn't care about it either.
0: <laughs> that Yeah, the second thing that I think is a misstep of the show is that they didn't ever then, if they were going to end it this way, they needed to bring Slater back in some significant motion in the future. And yeah. I don't know if they wanted to and the actress was too busy, but I'm sure it could have happened. Um, she does make a small appearance in the season one finale, which we'll cover in, you know, after this we only have seven more episodes of season one. Than wow, one that's season crazy! Two. Yeah, and I think Slater makes a small appearance, but they do not do anything significant with her, and I don't think we see her again after that. And we should have seen her in like season three, here five, even like you've mentioned when Jeff was a professor. Mm-hmm. It would have made
1: so much more sense if she
0: came back in season five. The final thing I want to say is <laughs> it doesn't make sense that. I don't know. They wanted Jeff to be together with Catherine McPhee. Well, they could have recorded this episode and like slated it for later in the season and had another Jeff and Slater thing. It's yeah. not just because one actress. I don't know. It just seems like they could have done it better and they chose to
1: not. Mm-hmm. Because I, yeah, they they don't. If they, if we've learned anything from watching the season so far, they can mix and move around episodes mm-hmm. at whim. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's usually
0: a network decision and not a creative decision. So maybe mm-hmm. it's not like a strategic thing, plot device that they can use very often. I don't know. So we're in the study group room. We'll talk more about that as the relationship with Jeff and Amber, is that her name? Yes. Begins to unfold. Uh, everyone's in the study group room talking about Family Day and who everyone has coming for them. Uh, Shirley's sons are coming. <laughs> I really like the aside where, you know, Abed really hosts they're not twins because twins freak him out and mentions how they always finish each other's sentences, but Troy finishes his sentence because they're on, like, a twin wavelength. Yeah, that's cute. cute. It's a nice Troy-Abed moment. Uh, I definitely feel that way with Lily sometimes where it's just like we're sharing the same two or three brain cells. Yeah. And we'll (laughs) just be on the same wavelength. I think I've had times like that with you as well. Probably not. Unfortunately. But (laughs) So twins freak abed out (laughs) surely sons aren't twins yeah they're just no i think they're just similar age yeah
1: (laughs) finishing each other's pie it's creepy uh surely he's looking oh i have a question yeah um in the like longer version what does abed say after he says pie because in the version on hulu like the words that he says are it's creepy but his mouth says something before it let's see in this one
0: finishing each other's pie it's creepy they're going to be yeah there isn't anything I think it's just something that was on the cutting room floor. Ah, interesting. I do not believe there's anything after that. At least not... I don't use the DVD when we're recording the episode, so at least whatever version I have here is congruent with what you just said. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shirley's looking forward to spending time with them because she hasn't spent much time with them since she's been in school, which I know is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before I was born, my sister was very young while my mom went back to college uh, a little bit later in life, and it was really tough. You know, Mm -hmm. like the grandparents kind of take over your child... Yeah. And you're in class all the time. You're working jobs to pay for the classes all the time. It's, it's tough. tough. Shirley doesn't get her credit at all.
1: No, she doesn't. And
0: maybe I don't give my mom <laughs> the credit either. I should call her sometime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, if she gonna, says Next time I
1: talk to your mom, you be like, hey, did you hear Zach shout out to you on our podcast? <laughs> and she'd be like, podcast <laughs> www.podcast.com
0: www.podcast Zach. slash Zachary <laughs> Shirley says something that's pretty jagged where her sister likes to joke that the kids don't recognize her anymore because they don't see each other and then she turns it on her and it's like and I like to joke she's jealous because she's barren <laughs> just classic sister talk yeah I just, guess just classic sister talk Abed's dad is back this week, and he's bringing Abed's cousin. Uh, Annie says really excitedly, but this is a little bit out of character for Annie when she's like, does she look like you in a wig and lipstick? Yeah. Uh, but no, that's Halle Berry. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I, I, I really liked that. Yeah, so Abed's cousin, who wears a full burqa is coming. I do like some of the subplots in this a lot mm-hmm. that shade in some of these characters a little bit more. There are a couple that don't work as well for me. We'll get to that as we do. Uh Troy has a really funny aside because his grandma 's coming, and his grandma 's really like strict and authoritative and frightening, mm-hmm. so he says, "Oh, I gotta pick a cabinet to hide in,
1: <laughs> which is really specific it, like yeah. it, you just know for a fact that like so much of his childhood and probably teenage years he had was a hiding, spent hiding in cabinets from her <laughs> he, <laughs> Britta says, like, oh come on, you don't really hide.
0: I'm here, Grandma and He's like, Yes I do, she's scary <laughs> And Britta gives that whole, like, I don't know, activist white girl pushing her mm-hmm. way into someone else's problems. Like, Oh, the old won't be here for forever and you need to cherish her and wants to help Troy with his problem. <laughs> it's it's really funny the way Troy responds, like are you sure she's not going to be around forever? I <laughs> want to believe you're right, but you never, but quite, you never are,
1: quite are. But you
0: never quite are. Which also implies that he has this this vision of his grandmother of this like unable to die, just, like <laughs> without calling anybody out. I'll I'll expand it to not just family. Are there any elderly people in your life or that have been in your life that you're just like
1: they're invincible and they're awful? <laughs> um, I've known some people, yes. That were old and mean and just needed to go on and <laughs> finish it up. But Long I will in say, in, in terms of my own grandmother, my oh, own grandmother grandmother's is super duper sweet. But in terms of like, it's some essentially two Troy's actors, grandmother does. two actors reading a different or reading the same script is what's going on. Because my grandmother says some of the things that come out of Troy's grandmother's mouth, just in a very Not as harsh less of a aggressive tone. way. Yeah.
0: So have you ever been?
1: uh been taken out to pick a pick a switch not by my grandmother no i don't think my grandma's ever spanked me and my mom by me that's only happened to me you're the only one who has me pick a switch zach but i actually so contrary to what you may believe listeners from the stories we've told in this podcast when (laughs) i was at home i was pretty well behaved but that's because when i was younger he was just misbehaved
0: when he was at productions of the diary of Anne frank
1: exactly exclusively i knew where to behave and where not to Um, And he knew where the productions of Diary of Anne Frank were. Always. I still get updates on my phone. Um, (laughs) Yikes. Uh, um, (laughs) If you didn't listen to that podcast, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Move on. Go ahead. Uh, But, you know, I got spanked a couple times when I was younger, and that was enough for me to not want it to happen anymore. So I knew how far I could push it before the spoon or hand or occasionally belt. Not so often belt for me with my mom, but...
0: See, my punishment like that came from my mother,
1: and she was so, like,
0: like willing and able to discipline, but, like, like is, like, me to where, like, her heart's too big that she can't, like, she can't, like,
1: she's like, I can't do it. Like, I feel like if your mom ever, like, spanked you, she'd, like, get you an ice cream afterwards.
0: It would always be this really awkward where she'd, like, make eye contact with me and look like she's about to, like, cry
1: (laughs) and be like, now, Zachary,
0: this hurts me much more than it'll hurt you. And then prepares to give me like a
1: little swat, like <laughs> a pat. That's really just more uncomfortable than anything else. Yeah. yeah, It's just awkward. Like, <laughs> like I, I wish is. you'd actually put some force behind it because uh, now like, I, it's weird.
0: But there's plenty of spank talk to be had during this episode. We'll get to it later. Yes, we will. Uh, Jeff walks in and the people are like, oh, were you with your girly friend? And it is awkward when you're in school. And when people see you that's in your inner relationship, it's usually a question like that. And you're like, no, my life has, uh, the, the the light in my life has been snuffed out.
1: And I know that now we, we both walk past in each that other situation. before biology <laughs> and I'll breathe a heavy sigh. I'm going to clean out my stuff from your locker uh, between sixth and seventh period. So <laughs> yeah, don't just, be there.
0: Just, just have your stuff out before the next passing period. <laughs> And to see you in C hallway.
1: Sorry, I was late to class. I was cleaning my stuff out of my girlfriend's
0: locker. <laughs> going, going through some. You get asked a question by the teacher, like, "I'm sorry, I'm just really going through some." Can stuff I go see right the now. counselor? <laughs> oh. oh man, uh, Jeff does not really react that way. He kind of sighs. It's like, actually, no, she dumped me, and everyone feels sad for her. But but he's immediately, well, not immediately. You you've got that like, uh, Shirley jumps right to. You know, well, you've got a shoulder to cry on. You boys put a dead bird. It was not her cat.
2: Oh. Put
0: a dead bird in that bitch's glove compartment. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Jeff isn't that worried about it. He's no. more concerned about getting laid again. Right?
1: Yeah. good Jeff, that's, real that's man's man. Cares.
0: He's like, I'm glad I didn't have to do the dumping, which I get. Mm-hmm. And then he said I'd have to lay low for three weeks to to be sensitive. <laughs> I remember... I used to have in high school like like when I was really young, mm-hmm. I had like a formula for mm-hmm. like how long it to was wait. okay. Yeah, like how long to wait until it was okay. What was yours? It was like a week for every month.
1: Well, because we can't do a month for every year because none of our relationships lasted that long in high so school. So yeah, the relationships <laughs> were usually like you know, four, or five, months. six months yeah. you're really talking. They're usually like three or four mm-hmm.
0: ish. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know that I ever actually did it, but in my head, I would say, okay, a week for every month.
1: That's nice. I only had, like, one relationship with very quick turnaround, and it was not looked upon too kindly. But, there, you know.
0: I have had a very similar situation, but that's for a much different podcast. <laughs> and now my position has really changed, because yeah. if me and Lily were to break up today, I'd be in Steven's apartment I'd say you at my door before in Chicago fell. very soon. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff says yeah since I'm the dumpy I can make out with everyone I want and get laid all the time and everyone will feel sorry for me for being dumped which isn't not what it's like in a school setting sometimes yep. well cause you uh, always you... feel bad for who got
1: dumped like when you're in a school setting so you're like oh you meanie yeah you're still friends with the person who dumped me but yeah, we have been
0: for 10 years, but our love was shattered. <laughs> you know, Shirley says, "You're just like a machine. It feels no love, just sex. You're like the booty nater." That's when we bring up this whole, you know, I'll be back but with booty that everyone gets a chance to say,
1: which is really fun. That's booty nater reminds
0: trip. me of like toe mater. <laughs>
1: What an ambitious crossover that would be.
0: Someone says, if he found booty, wouldn't he just try to kill it? (laughs) Maybe kills it and brings it back as a trophy. They're They're all arguing this, and then Jeff gets to be the cool guy as he's eyeballing the beautiful Catherine McPhee from outside of the study group room. Says, guys, I'll be back, but with booty. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's what I say whenever I have to leave a situation To come record my podcast I also like the mix of like active booing And cheering that the study group does for him Throughout this <laughs> Yeah
0: it was pretty funny He he walks out to meet Amber uh, Played by Catherine McPhee mm-hmm. um, I guess I might as well put this out here uh, I do not think Catherine McPhee did a very good job In this episode I feel like she didn't get Silly enough at all mm-hmm. And she just like
1: I don't know. I just feel like the way she, she delivered all of her lines silly. was
0: very flat.
1: I agree, and I also think that Catherine McPhee at this time was still trying to transition from like singer to actress. I feel like the yeah. stuff I've seen her in within the last few years, I've liked been a better. lot more.
0: I don't remember her being anything awful in Smash. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they mentioned in the commentary that this was one of her first like big guest starring roles in something, so that's that might be the case. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like it, it, the... Regardless of the reason, it felt really flat to me. So it, I don't know. More, I cared less about Jeff and her attraction to each other in this episode less than I have anybody in the show. I felt more for Annie and Abed last week
1: than I did for for you know Jeff what. In Amber. all honesty, I'm gonna agree with you there because as much yeah. as I like Catherine McPhee and I and I like think she's really attractive and pretty, I didn't yeah. really care about whether or not Jeff got, got with her. her. Yeah, and
0: I don't think it's because of knowing that it's just a one-episode appearance, yeah. I think it's just because there's truly nothing there.
1: Yeah, there was very little chemistry. I mean, other than just, like, uh, maybe a physical attraction that they give a couple hints at with, like, them looking right. at each other, there's nothing else there. Right. And I really don't like Jeff's uh, creepy uncle line.
0: At the very least, I could fill in for a creepy uncle. Yeah, he. Gross. she's there for her family day. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a very, like, what Dan Harmon thinks... Cool yeah, guys say, say to women to get them. Yeah, sorry Dan, come on yeah. the show, buddy. Uncle, <laughs> yeah,
1: I come, be, a, a come of be our
0: come be our show's creepy uncle, Dan Harmon. <laughs> See, it's okay if it's our
1: creepy uncle.
0: So she's there for family day, and it's only a matter of moments until Pierce walks out and realize and and reveals to us all that this is his family, kind of. <laughs> there she is. Look at you, all grown up. He, he hugs her, and yeah, like I said, just from the beginning, I think. Pierce, it Pierce doesn't feel like a character feeling anything in this episode. Even though there are plenty of lines that are talking about how he does, mm-hmm. it feels like Chevy saying lines and not believing them. Yeah, personally, no MVP for Pierce this week. Even no. though he was in a in a top position in the episode, he was in a top position in the episode for sure. So yeah, this this beautiful girl who Jeff has just met and wants to sink his slightly gross teeth into is amber one of pierce's many many stepchildren but the only <laughs> one out of 32 that he could get to show up <laughs> i do like uh, you know jeff's like oh what a small world still kind of turning the charm on a little bit and i do like pierce's comeback no actually it's a very big world with five billion other women in it so good <laughs>
1: luck. which is nice because it's, it's the one time we see pierce actually like not want everyone to be sleeping with everyone, you know? Well, it's
0: weird, because what Pierce is trying to prove by having Amber show up on his behalf, they give us a lot here. He says it's because it's his only chance to have a a real child, but Mm -hmm. I feel like he's got to know that that's not really it. Yeah. And I do think part of it is that he wants to show off this clearly gorgeous woman Mm -hmm. to all of the people around him.
1: Yeah. It's a little weird.
0: It is a little weird.
1: Yeah, he kind of gets a little, you know... Donald Trumpy, when he's talking about how hot she is. Oh, God.
0: I don't think I can write off any of Pierce's stuff as shenanigans that are funny if we're going to put him anywhere near the same (laughs) level of disgustingness
1: that it is to talk about your daughter as that. President of the United States. Well, actually, you're right, because this is Pierce's ex-stepdaughter that he's talking about, not his own biological child. Biological flesh and blood. So
0: clearly, that's why one is president and one is not. (laughs) You gotta, you gotta, you gotta... Donnie, just come on the show. Donnie. <laughs> we know you're a fan. We
1: know you're listening. We know you listen to everything that anyone ever says about you. All the time, always. Listen, and, and I promise, well, we're gonna read one of your emails one of these days, but you gotta lay off the slurs, man. <laughs> yeah, try to, try to make it seem to be about
0: me. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Donnie. <laughs> we don't want to alienate any of our loyal <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Jeff enters back into the study room He has to, to say that he's back No booty, everyone feels kind of bad for him
1: And that's where the theme song blurb is Which a was a weird place. time to put it, right? I feel like a they lot. really could have put it When he said, I'll be back But with booty
0: And then we could have come back with him Trying to hit on Yeah, You're absolutely right um, There's a lot of awkward pacing in this episode You know what, let's, let's recut
1: community And <laughs> fix it what do you mean you know just fix it <laughs> we have the director's cut we have the extended footage we've all the what, scenes
0: what's what's the top on your list of things that need to be fixed in community
1: um i'm gonna super cut all the it's, it's just gonna, gonna be, be one just big leonard <laughs> it's gonna be just <laughs> leonard <laughs> it's gonna be leonard fat neil and the dean exclusively that's the whole show <laughs>
0: And anytime it's one of those characters talking to other people, we'll like superimpose Leonard, Fat Neal, or the Dean.
1: Yeah. We'll actually just like put up a cardboard cutout, yeah, of one of them. But instead of like the dialogue so that it's not their voices, we have to like record it and dub it over in the Dean, Leonard, and Fat Neil's voices.
0: I think this has legs. Yeah. I think this could go somewhere for sure.
1: Yeah. Let us know if you were going to recut community with only Dean, Fat Neil, and Leonard. <laughs> what would Don't your let us ideal. Know. Don't. <laughs> I get to tell you what to email
0: us. <laughs> we cut to Chang's Spanish classroom, really crowded with a lot of people's family. It's so strange, like many things, many events that are, are held at Greendale Community College, that so many people show up to this. Uh, don't some of these people have jobs? Or or don't some of these kids have school? Well, and it also, seems like it's during a school day.
1: Well, family day at colleges is normally like... A football game or, like, a fair or something, you know? Now it's just, like, follow your kids around (laughs) through their lives. Like, it's not second grade. Like, it's not an open house. You know, I don't...
0: (laughs) And typically you don't need to have family day at a school where people aren't living there, but I guess people are living here. I don't know. Well, and also where most
1: of your students are, like, adults with children. Mm. Maybe not with children, but, like, a lot of their students are, you know, in their mid to late 20s, at least appearance-wise. Absolutely.
0: Uh, We get the return of Principal Figgins from Glee, Abed's father. He's a vampire. Uh, He's just kind of um, lurking and looking disapprovingly at all of the chaos, going around in the room. Shirley's children are chasing each other, and they point uh, point toy guns at Abed's father, whose name I believe is Gooby, we learn in this episode. Yeah. Get him while he's Gooby. (laughs) Oh... What you don't like it, Gooby? Do you think they could have chosen better? I mean, they didn't name him Raj. I'll give him that. Well, it's either Raj or Gooby. Well, those are your only options. Right. Well, they did name the the one uh person of Asian descent in the show Chang. Chang. That's true. Ben Chang. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Shirley yells at her children to leave Gooby alone. Uh, Shirley and Abed's father introduce each other. Uh, Shirley gives out line about why her kids are named what they're named. I don't know. I think (laughs) this whole
1: scene in the, like, classroom had a lot of... Filler? Well, I was gonna say, like, a lot of jokes that would not probably fly today. hmm some of the
0: uh, Muslim that uh, for, like Arab just starting people, with it. I mean, jokes. in the
1: United States, those are probably flags. People still, you know, are very right. You know, never forget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they uh, <laughs> shit. They're gonna think we. Damn it. <laughs> I they're mean, think yeah. We <laughs> I'll try to give them that nonchalant. Yeah, to never forget nine eleven. But you know, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll. <laughs>
0: I'll just say sure never forget 911 but nobody's forgetting it there's <laughs> other fish they're, they're
1: to fry <laughs> literally we reminded every year um yeah i think that it's the kids like, like aiming a gun to the- turn the clock back twice a year <laughs> you know what i you want to know what's more important for our you don't economic society Christmas.
0: you don't have to be reminded to forget i don't know yeah we'll save that for a 911 podcast <laughs> <laughs> can't wait it's uh, it's going to okay, be called so- jet fuel melts our hearts so speaking of 9-11, uh, Abed introduces the study group to his cousin who is fully covered. Uh, Which Shirley yells. Is, her name is Abra. Cadabra. I like Shirley is like uh, – she speaks with her hands when she says
1: greetings. <laughs> yeah. Shirley is the most racist in the study group. Clearly. <laughs> and she's in a study group with Pierce With Hothorn. Pierce Hawthorne. <laughs> but she is like consistently – every time there's anyone of a different religion she doesn't or know anything act, she I feel like it's it's true to people of the of her age and and i will uh, say um, her being a mother and of her demographic yeah yes it absolutely is it falls back into the same line of like where she dressed up as harry potter because she knows it's a character like she's like oh this is a person that's different let me talk in a way that they can understand me
0: yeah exactly and we missed the line earlier when uh, Abed's father gives her his name. And she's like, oh, does that mean hello? <laughs> oh, no.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: So now we cut over to Pierce with his stepdaughter sitting next to him and a couple of the study group guys around him explaining his marriage and stepchild <laughs> situation. And Amber's his favorite of all 32 how many of his stepchildren do you think
1: he had to to call before he got one? 32 Or do you
0: think or do you think
1: she was his choice all along? I think that he sent out an email to 32 stepchildren saying that they were all invited to come to this family day and that he was excited to see them all there. And then he sent more emails to her saying your siblings are really excited to see you again. Yeah, that's what this is. She's like, I was under the impression that this was going to be a
0: family reunion. And Pierce <laughs> like, it sure is, honey. It sure
1: is. <laughs> Yikes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, after that, we get that we learned that, that she's going to photography school, which Jeff is like, oh, that's pretty cool. And Pierce is like, keep it in your pants. <laughs> and Pierce says a very Trump thing when he's like, he, uh, you know, keep it to yourself. She's very hot, but she's my princess. Yikes. We should play a game in a future episode with a guest. Who said it? Trump or Pierce? The President of the United States or Pierce Hawthorne. That would be such a fun game. Yeah, and I feel like it wouldn't be that hard to come up with many examples of both. <laughs> For sure. Like, that's one right there. She may be hot, but she's my princess. <laughs> After he says that, uh, Amber says "step princess," and Pierce does this thing where he puts like his hands close to each other in front of his face, like his palms. Yeah, and he's like looking down or like sizing something up, and I have absolutely no idea what he was <laughs> well, doing. Well, it doesn't right make there. any
1: sense, and I really was also curious about what that meant. Like, was he saying like this... I had no idea? Now, in this, uh... <laughs> leave this in if you want. I don't know if he was like going with the old, you know, <laughs> anime predicament thing where it's like, well, you know. It's not by blood. We're this far apart, relation-wise. Is that what he was doing there, or you know, is he a? <laughs> There's no blood. It's fine. It's
0: fair game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's my ship from this episode. It's Amber and Pierce <laughs> Oh
1: no. They just have this radiating. Anyway, I really ship. Uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll I'll cross that road when we get there. and I'll give you my 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 <laughs> my OTP. O- T- T- <laughs>
0: I say seriously.
1: <laughs> I'll give you my my one true pair.
0: Okay, so this whole Chang class bit is basically a, like, roast session of all of his classmates and the people that he's brought. We see Starburn's son. <laughs> There's a very great family resemblance, and they both react similarly when they're made fun of by Chang, <laughs> when he calls them both virgins. Yeah, And this is a first. After Chang burns them, he says, cha-chang. And it's the first time he's used his name as like a pun or like a word accenter, and that becomes something that definitely that a, a thing. lot. That's the first one. Wow,
1: Cha Chang, Cha Chang.
0: All right. <laughs> After that, he takes a stab at Winger because he doesn't have any family. Like the agnostic he is, he's like, everyone here is my family. And we get one of those patented, like, (laughs) slow trickle in of people throwing paper wads at him. I like that Troy has participated every time. (laughs) Troy asks Chang, Where's your family, LT Gray? And this is one of the things I don't like about this episode. The Chang family stuff doesn't work for me. And it's not because of, like, who his brother character was or the guy who played him or what they did with him. It's just Chang is a character that, like, Filling in stuff like that makes him work less as a character. Yeah, and, like, I want more to mystery. To him. Yeah,
1: Like, I want none of his life to make sense. Now, was it funny right. that there's a Spanish teaching brother and then a rabbi brother? Of course. Sure. It's a funny joke. But uh, What isn't a funny joke
0: is then Chang starts talking about Abed's family and yeah. refers to his
1: cousin as Phantom Menace. That's and how's the trade embargo with harsh. the Naboo. Ooh, so for those of you Yikes. who haven't seen episode one of Star Wars, please watch I've it. I've slept through it a few times. times. Oh.
0: Okay, real quick, real quick. I'm sure we'll have plenty of times where we segue and talk about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Let's quickly, by number, rank them. Favorite? Okay. Um... Okay, to make it even easier, because that would take forever,
1: uh... Rank the trilogies. Oh, okay. In all in all honesty, at this mm-hmm. point, probably mm-hmm. original prequels, new one. I think I still.
0: I know that you're a. It's kind of like season four of community. Yep. we all agreed when they came out that the prequels suck. They're bad, prequel now all is, of a sudden—
1: Episode 1 actually is my favorite of the movies, and oh my, my second God. favorite is Episode 3. So, oh so you're God. not going to win any points with me there. I don't think they're better than I understand better, that, and that's favorites.
0: exactly what I'm saying. It's become almost like a counterculture thing where like, now the people like us who were little kids when those movies came out and like saw them when we were very young, that's yeah. what we've grown up with. That's how we were introduced to Star Wars. So it's grown up to be a lot of people's favorites. When I just really think they pale in comparison to the originals— uh, as far as like, storytelling goes, and especially mm-hmm. as far as character goes. definitely. I feel like yeah. the, all the characters in the prequels just feel like they're saying words on a page, or it's like <laughs> almost like Shakespearean well, in a way. Well, that's because
1: Hayden Christensen delivers it like he's in a freaking Shakespearean But it's not play. just him. I feel like it's like
0: everybody, <laughs> other than one or two maybe. Yeah. Other than Samuel L. Jackson, because you get and, what you get with him. Yeah, that's um, fair. He's going to be Samuel L. Jackson. Where the originals is. had so much charm. And the characters felt more real in such a ridiculous setting, and I almost give the 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 current trilogy points too because it has some of that. Even if the way they went with a lot of the mythology was very strange.
1: Well, I would even say that Episode Seven is one of the best movies, Star Wars movies. Yeah, I think, I've and I hard liked turned around eight. on
0: Last Jedi. I uh, yeah, episode eight, I didn't like very much when I saw it. And now I think just from a filmmaking perspective mm-hmm. and how they really took some like some risks with that movie, yeah. I think it pays off. What doesn't pay off is how the most recent one was like, nah, a couple
1: of people were mad about it. So let's just turn this into fan fiction. And that for me was so upsetting because they it was super obvious from the trailers for the last one what the big twist was going to be. And then they... <laughs> And they they just literally said hey you know all those characters that like you did like from the first one in the trilogy we don't care about them anymore uh we're going to do whatever the most liked tweet from a 15 year old was yeah. about this movie and we're going to make it yeah. canon so
0: the the first one was very fan servicey too but it felt like the beginning of something new mm-hmm. i don't know and then the second one of the of the newer trilogy felt like another beginning of something new and then the third one felt like (laughs) the end of a a totally different story yeah yeah. last aside the thing that made me angriest about the uh, the rise of skywalker was it's like the end of the saga like they're gonna make tons of more star wars movies Mm -hmm. but it's the end for a long time of the skywalker saga spoilers following if you haven't seen the rise of skywalker Um, fast forward about like five minutes to ten we're not gonna stay that long fast forward like two minutes maybe uh, they acted like they were going to kill off Chewie. You really
1: feel that I death. almost and walked out of the fine. theater.
0: No, hear me out. That happens and it's crushing and you feel it and then you find out that it didn't happen. The same with R2-D2, or not R2-D2, C-3PO. C-3-P-O. He gives up his memory to help the heroes and then never mind, it's back. Yeah. I feel like even though it would have made people mad and been like really emotional, it I think been a lot something. of those moments could have worked in the final film, but instead they weren't willing to do anything risky.
1: And that's what's upsetting because when they blew up that ship, literally when I was in the theater, a guy got up and left at that point. Like he left. He said F- "this" and he left. And I was see, like, when Did that they happened, really
0: kill him? me and the people I went to see it with were like jaw dropped.
1: I was upset. Like, like I oh, was like about to God. cry, but I was invested. I was upset
0: and feeling that way too. Yeah, it felt like uh, uh, something big was happening, and then it didn't.
1: And then there was another thing where it felt like something big is happening, and then it didn't. I now C3PO like, oh, has never been a character at all. that I really liked a whole lot in in Star Wars. I always I appreciated what he was, but he was never like my favorite or anything. I even was emotional with his. And I think if they had just erased his memories, sacrificed himself for the people that he's come to love, yeah, and they made it, it, it worth worked. nothing, they erased it. Okay, so
0: that's enough. Well, let's get mm-hmm. back in the community. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we've ever talked about that movie. No, we haven't.
1: We have to. <laughs> we need to talk about Star Wars some more because. <laughs>
0: Uh, Chang is talking about the families still and he comments on the beautiful woman next to Pierce and is like, oh, looks like Pierce really paid top dollar at the escort service this time, which is cutting. Yeah. And then Pierce says, hey, duck sauce. Which, oh my God, that was also cutting. That's a bad
1: one. That is a bad one. One thing I did notice though, and I don't know if this is just Chevy Chase being a weird actor, but after um, Chang says the Phantom Menace thing, like even the faces of like the students in the class are like, (laughs)
0: yikes and then there's another was it trump or pierce when he says uh the the women that i frequent from the escort (laughs) services are nowhere near as attractive as my daughter
1: what a gem of a that may as
0: well be our president's campaign slogan
1: (laughs) it's not (laughs) Did Sorry to the two hat?
0: friends of ours from high school that listen to this show that are Trump supporters. Yeah, oh no, but he's no. a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> uh, you know, she Amber makes it clear to everyone for the millionth time that you know, like, technically, we're X step <laughs> related. We're not related at all. Which really does immediately bring up that it's kind of fishy that she's here at all.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I guess the whole family uh, family reunion angle that she thought there were going to be more people kind of makes sense, but I'm sure
1: this isn't the first time Pierce has tried to make people come to something. Well, and also here's another thing: she would really realistically have no connection to any of those other stepkids because those are right. all different marriages of Pierce's. That I mean, Pierce you know clearly wasn't around when he wasn't with their mothers, so right. Yeah. So here we're getting a classic scene,
0: a classic moment that we were told we need to pay attention to. We were wrong, and you were right, Stephen.
1: See, I watched the damn show. Pierce says No, your your mother April.
2: Wanda. Her name's it, Wanda? Wanda.
1: Yes. Yeah. One second, excuse me.
0: Wanda. So you were correct, and I will take back my uh, excluding your
1: question counting. I got it wrong. Thanks. I'm going to include that in my grand. I've been keeping track of every trivia question. It'll be on your gravestone. Yeah, thank you. Was right Your lie, Stephen Baker. <laughs> was
0: right that time. <laughs> <laughs> so Pierce leaves and comes up to Jeff and tells him that this girl is the last shot he has at feeling like he has a daughter or, or, a, or a, a child. And he can tell that he's striking out. And he wants Jeff's help, even though just moments ago, Pierce was like, stay the f*** away from her, you know. Now he's like, please like, flirt with her so she'll stay. And I like Jeff's line when he's like, have you tried telling her she's prettier than a hooker? <laughs> and Pierce, I know you'd never think about touching her, but maybe you can say some cool things about me. Uh, so yeah, he's, he's proposing that Jeff... It plays wingman for him with his daughter, and Jeff says he won't do it. That's cues Annie, who's been like sitting there waiting for <laughs> just waiting. her turn to to confront Jeff, and she's like, "You know what? You should help Pierce. You know, I, I, what do you have to do that's more important than than help your friend? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, I get that they're pushing the whole like, you know, Annie can get Jeff to do whatever because of the doe it's eyes. It's those doe the... eyes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, It's like choking the little mermaid with a bike chain. <laughs> I mean Maybe it was just even something as like, well Annie hasn't really done much this episode. We don't have any of her family coming.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't really address the fact that they're not there. Britta and Annie have nobody around.
0: There are comments we get here and there about Britta's family but we don't meet her parents until season 6. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Britta walks around a corner and, and sees Troy pushing his Nana Barnes into the area. And they both, Nana Barnes and Troy Barnes, have these like scowls on their face. You know, Troy <laughs> he's stuck pushing his old grandma yep. around in the grandma because she's an old grandma. <laughs> and I think that the. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Britta trying to make herself a part of this is one of the better things in this episode that's, like, kind of true to life.
1: I think so, too, at least. And I think that what's true about it is that Britta absolutely means well. Yes. But she absolutely is misguided and not heeding the warnings from Troy. And she's also, like, stepping in something
0: that she doesn't belong in. Mm -hmm. uh, Correct me if this is wrong and tell me if this is something I shouldn't say. I feel like this is something that could happen a lot with, like, a white woman dating and integrating herself into a African American family absolutely like being like I "I know how these things are supposed to work so I know how I should relate myself but it's really obvious what you're doing Mm -hmm. I feel like that that, that rang true to me here that, that she'd be like oh I have so much respect for you I'll do whatever you say and get herself in way too deep
1: yeah I think that you know I as somebody who's been in you know a fairly high amount percentage wise of interracial interracial relationships me you're, you're speaking <laughs> about me exclusively um <laughs> you know sometimes when someone tries to you know culturally there are just differences you know a lot of the time even if you're from the same place there are just different cultural differences and that's the case with you know whoever you're in a relationship with but I think that sometimes people try and overcorrect or they like try and be a little too woke about things They're like, oh, Definitely. I know how this works. Like, oh, I, I can I can hang. I can play Definitely. with it. And it's 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 tough because sometimes you see them crash and burn. Now, luckily, my family is pretty nice and welcoming out loud. So that's uh, <laughs> <Welcome>. <laughs> <Out> loud. <laughs> they won't hurt your feelings to your face.
0: So yeah, Britta's just overly nice and is like, wow, your grandma's a knockout. I'm sure you've broken a few (laughs) hearts in your time. Which my grandmother would respond exactly the same way to this one. tell me, how many people do you think I've laid with? (laughs) (laughs) What's the right answer to that question?
1: (laughs) There's not. (laughs) Britta has dug a hole that you cannot get out of. Maybe two, three. (laughs) Well, I'm sure just one. You're sure? You don't know her. You don't know her story. Exactly. It's a no-win situation.
0: I feel like most people that are the really strict don't do this, don't do this, are like it because of some things that they did. I think a lot of times that's the case. Not always. Maybe it's just ingrained in family. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Troy keeps giving Britta this look of like, I told you, you <laughs> shouldn't have gotten into this. And Britta's like, you know what? I've offended you. I'm sorry. I respect you. Is there anything I can get for you? And this is when we get this whole thing that all the grandmother wants out of Brita to to meet respect with respect is a Nintendo Switch.
1: That's it. And what's really cool is like, you know, this was some pretty major product placement for Nintendo. Because I think at this point, you know, the Switch wasn't even Ten out years, yet. Eight years before it was, yeah. it was released. So, you know, really building the hype early on. And this really. grandma, she just wanted it. She's a hip grandma. You know, she just just grandma. You know the Wii was cool with
0: old people. So she assumed the Switch would be the mm-hmm.
1: next step.
0: Yeah. Do Bridger people Is that through. a real thing? Do people actually still have family members that are like go pick out the stick that I'm gonna beat your ass with? Yes. God, I feel like that – Am I too soft or is that like not okay, or Um Does it, it depend hears,
1: on the context? I think it depends on the context. I think that when you go pick a switch, it's a lot more of like that. Think older about what generation you've done. Well, because it's, it's a mental tactic because it's a it's a fear game. It's like right. literally you're picking your own poison because if you pick one that's like too big, you're, you're going to really be hurt. If you pick one that's too small, you're going to have to go pick another one or then they will pick for you, mm. and it's really not a great situation. Strategy now, like I said, I learned early began. on that I didn't like being spanked um, for misbehaving. So I decided, you liked it for other reasons. Of course. So I decided that I wasn't going to get myself in a situation where I was such in such trouble with my mom. Um, that she would do that. Exactly.
0: Um, I feel I, like for I, me I, to physically hit my kid, they would have had to have done something bad, and they would have had to have done something several times. You know what I mean? I don't think I'd just be like, that's it, you're done. I'm knocking them little motherfuckers out. Well, yeah, it's the same thing as like I don't know. I have there's the disposition of like, hey Johnny boy, you stop doing that. Okay, I'm hey, gonna count hey, what's your one, I, I said two, two, I said apple. That, that's two and three word. quarters, <laughs> two and point seven nine eight six three four. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, I think I'll trigger be triggering you, Johnny. Kid, oh, never probably. mind. Just go back and play Pokemon Go. I'm sorry for triggering you.
1: Yeah, yeah, my fear is that like my little sister like has had me wrapped around her finger like forever, and I don't think I could ever like get really mad at her like that so i'm worried that my daughters i will not be able to discipline in that way but my sons we you know have to do right. what you got to do put a Britta little healthy says, fear in them you Britta
0: know. says she'll just do it after troy explains to her what a switch is she's <laughs> like you see the change in her face but she never stops smiling she's like oh cool yeah i'll go do that <laughs> and troy's like remember what you said to me this is your fault After that, we cut to Dean Chang. Dean Chang? That'd be the day. After this, we cut to Dean Pelton talking to Chang and his brother, who is a rabbi. (laughs) It's like, Senior Chang, Rabbi Chang, nice meeting you, and to both of you, sayonara. (laughs) (laughs) The dean doing his best to cover all cultural fronts. He touches both of them, as he always has to, when he (laughs) leaves a situation and leaves, and Rabbi Chang says to Senior Chang... Do you know how ridiculous it sounds, you being senior? Which is totally just a to cut it, like how they're both in pretty <laughs> yeah. non-traditional... I don't know. It's kind of a light joke. I don't know. What, someone who's Asian can't teach Spanish or be Jewish? Nope. Oh, I didn't know that. Thanks for... It's in the for, rules. Thanks for if letting me know. If you read
1: the uh, Greendale's very real college guidelines, it's in there. <laughs> it's,
0: yeah, the Chang stuff doesn't do a lot for me. Chang... They didn't have to do this. Maybe it was because they hadn't given Ken a lot to do lately. Uh, I still think they probably didn't know exactly what they wanted to do with the Chang character. And truly, I don't think they ever knew what they wanted to do with the Chang character. (laughs) It
1: changed quite... It changed quite literally by the day.
0: But Chang having, like, a normal job and family life definitely isn't where it went. So it feels out of place.
1: Yeah, I think that... If they were going to do stuff with the brother, it would have been funny to bring him back later on, like when he has Changnesia or something, and maybe his rabbi brother is going to try and get through to him, which would be funny. And honestly, maybe they do. They might. I don't remember a whole lot of specific details from that time. So now we cut to
0: the, like picnic gathering outside for family day and pierce literally shakes the handful of peanuts <laughs> out of amber's hand this and was says, probably my amber f- alert. <laughs> yeah
1: that's my favorite line of his of the episode amber alert you're allergic to peanuts and your name is amber that <laughs> was very funny <laughs> i just like that he's like trying to tell somebody like You are allergic to peanuts.
0: She's like, no, I'm not. I would probably know if I was. He's like, oh, that might be a different step kit. You think? (laughs) That was a funny moment. I'll give him that one. (laughs) A lot of the stuff that happens in this outdoor setting, I don't hate. This is the Mm -hmm. chunk of the episode that works for me. Not so much this part. Amber's about to leave until Jeff shows up with three beers and wants to... (laughs) Talk to Amber about the cool things that Pierce has done this school year. He mentions Pierce takes on the school bully like he did at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. He mentions Pierce getting kicked out of a band like he did with Vaughn. And I don't know, it's 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 nice of Jeff to do this. The the part that happens outside that I'm more involved with is like Shirley's family intermingling with Abed's family mm-hmm. and the the difference there, but how Shirley is able to do something nice for the family that she doesn't quite understand through this. Mm-hmm. Abed is explaining why she wears a burqa, why his cousin wears a burqa. It's a way for women to express their modesty, like turtlenecks, like we mm-hmm. mentioned. And Shirley's kids, who are maybe a little bit younger than Abed's yeah. cousin, uh, they want to they want to play with her. You know, they're all just kids, and they're at, a, at, a, at an event where there are things for kids to go do, mm-hmm. and Abed's dad is immediately like, shut this down. And then their whole family kind of starts, like, arguing in Arabic, mm-hmm. and Shirley's family just watches. Uh, eventually Shirley says, Hey, this is getting a little heated. Can you, can you tell me what's happening? They call him a pig anus (laughs) (laughs) and Abed translates. I really like this scene when Abed's like translating what's happening for the other people. I thought it was situated pretty well. And yeah, she's just trying to explain to her father that she wants to go bounce in the bouncy house and that she feels like she's old enough to go do that. What do you think for this, you know, strict father, Gooby? Yeah. uh, What do you think the issue is? I Not think, trusting other kids, just wanting to always be in control of what they're doing. Well, they're
1: here's with. the thing. is He says, you know, your, your father would kill me if, anything, if you got hurt or anything, right? So he's watching his niece here. He has right. her, and he's trying to keep her, you know, safe. But he's definitely overbearing, overprotective, which we already have seen from him and which we know, you know, culturally tends to be more of the norm. It's a lot more kind of strict, overbearing, especially with their daughters. Right, right. Um, Again, and, go watch Rami. I've
0: still been watching it, and it's a great depiction of these kinds of struggles. Yeah, For I, I, go I, I check do really it out. want to
1: start watching that. Um, Finish so that your thought, though. I uh, but I that. think my big issue with him is, you know, regardless of the argument between him and his niece, I have more of an issue with him attacking Shirley as a mother because of mm. his own frustrations with his, like, lack of ability to control his niece.
0: Yeah, Shirley maybe misunderstanding of how to like handle herself around people who are quote unquote different from herself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Gooby's kind of mean. Yeah, and like he brought this girl to like a fun thing, and they won't let her. I, do yeah, anything. what was he thinking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids. This is the beginning of a scam that they've come together with. The kids like spill something, so it gets on Gooby's shirt, mm-hmm. and. I don't know if this makes me a bad person to say, but when Gooby stands up to start calling uh, Shirley a bad mother, he makes this noise. <laughs> and I don't know if this is something in Arabic, so I'm truly sorry if this is uh, inappropriate to be saying this, but I thought it was so funny. It sounds like he, he goes, <laughs> You <know? laughs> It sounds like he's like a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts yelling at Shirley, you're a bad mother control your children. <laughs> I had to go back to my car and get my emergency shirt. And I don't even, I don't like, even that like that shirt. shirt. <laughs> and it's Shirley's fault because she's a bad mother. <laughs> That's funny.
1: Yeah, I thought that was pretty unnecessary. So I'm glad that you have to wear your shirt you don't like, Gooby.
0: Uh, back to Jeff and Pierce and Amber. It's still going the same as it was a couple seconds ago. You know, Jeff's telling stories about Pierce. And Amber leaves to go to the bathroom. Uh, before she does, she calls pierce stepdad and kisses him on the cheek uh we know where this is going that this is all a scam amber is here for a reason trying to get something out of pierce
1: what are you doing stepbrother i'm sorry
0: oh my god are we starting like a i'm sorry i don't want to comment on it
2: (laughs) you can cut that
0: (laughs) if you want to learn more about that just uh check steven's uh search history. You can follow my anime Twitter at <laughs> Um. <laughs> do you think that Amber okay so Amber made it sound like she was leaving earlier. Do you mm-hmm. think she was just saying that so Pierce would maybe bring up oh no you should stay I have something for you. Yep. Or do you think she's on to what he's trying to do through Jeff right now?
1: What do I you think? think that she well because I'm not sure exactly when he gives her the money but i think it might have already happened at this point
0: it might have even been like hey if you come to this thing i've got a check for you yeah yeah
1: or you know she like before coming to this was like hey i'm having a little trouble with tuition blah 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 um and so she was probably trying to leave then and he's like no you should come to the the fair later and maybe he even said like oh you know jeff will be there and you know, we're gonna hang out and Well, what happens right here, you know, things are going well for Pierce and Amber.
0: So Pierce is like, Jeff, I need you to scram. I need you to get Mm -hmm. out of here. Skedaddle. And and he does that kind of tropey thing of, and I'm going to beg you to stay, but no matter what I say, you (laughs) have to leave, okay? And then he was like, well, you can just leave now. Cut our work in half.
1: (laughs) Cut our work in half.
0: And Jeff has a sort of nice moment. He gives Pierce a genuine smile and says, good luck.
1: And he's I He's wishing he means well it. for them.
0: I don't think he's just here to get some action, but if action is involved, if he does get to be back with Booty, he'll go for it.
1: Well, and specifically, he even said to Annie, you know, he considers this girl at least somewhat, you know, off limits right now because he does feel like, okay, you know, Pierce said it's a no, so why would I waste my time messing with her, you know? I'm going to
0: have to keep being around Pierce at least for a while. Yeah. Yeah. After that conversation, now Jeff is coming back inside. He's near the study room. And uh, he runs into Amber's. And Amber's like, oh, you're leaving? Jeff says, my girlfriend is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but Pierce said, you're gay. He... Yep. As the sunrise,
1: and I'm deeply ashamed. <laughs> I actually... You know, Jeff is really funny in this episode.
0: Yeah, Jeff is pretty funny in this one, and it's very strange that even though he's clearly making that up, that as soon as he says, I'm gay and I'm deeply ashamed, she starts kissing him? You know. If I had a nickel for every time that happened to me...
1: (laughs) You'd have exactly... (laughs) I'd have a a nickel or two. (laughs) From
0: from back in the day.
1: (laughs) It's a hell of a pickup line. I think that I'm gay and I'm ashamed works just (laughs) as well as from Highlander, I'm Colin McLeod or the Ken McLeod. I'm 400 years old and I cannot die. Works the same. You get I was laid immediately like, after.
0: Here around the Midwest, it is a great pickup line
1: because we're all gay and ashamed. <laughs>
0: yeah, and and like oh, you too. And we just want someone to love us. Yep, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you too, definitely. <laughs> love that band. So <laughs> Jeff is doing what he promised he wouldn't do, and he's he's kissing Pierce's uh, stepdaughter. I don't care. I uh, recapping this episode. I don't care. None of it matters. None yeah. of this is is interesting I don't care I'm sorry I, if you do care I just I don't care
1: well you know I really I don't think that she is what awakened Jeff's inner like care you know I think People be heart, like, you don't care that's end game Jeff sizes.
0: and Amber are end game <laughs> they better bring her back for the movie that's what it's gonna be they finally make the movie everyone wants Jeff and Annie to get together but it's gonna be Jeff is married to Catherine McPhee and Pierce's legacy lives on through them yeah, because they're gonna have a son and name him Pierce. So after the commercial, they're still making out, and after a long kiss, Jeff is then like, "This might be wrong. This might not be the right thing to do." Have you ever been in a situation like that? Yes. Where it's like long after I don't know. You're like, I- I we'll see where this goes. Well, you <laughs> see, Zach, there's I, sh- this, I probably uh, shouldn't
1: do this. There's this thing that you know they, they talk about that's called post nut clarity, and <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally. I feel like for me and it has nothing oh, god we're going to go here it mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the person that I'm with but sometimes sure we'll call it post nut clarity the feeling is of disgust with yourself like with... yeah it's like who am I what have I become it's like what I do am I just an do? animal <laughs> I am worse than scum <laughs> so I was I'm I'm saying more yeah, does your do you, have you been in a situation where your judgment is clouded? to where you let the deed happen a little bit even more than it like, should have. I yeah. shouldn't have done this in the first place. We shouldn't be kissing right now. Absolutely, there, there I some, think Jeff is right there. We could r- yeah. write this off as as douchebag Jeff, but but I think it's uh, as I, a single man. Sometimes you know, beautiful woman is in front of you, starts kissing you. Well, like, and well, here's let's, what let's I'll where say. This goes.
1: I've been in a situation similar to Jeff's, where immediately after a breakup. I tried to rebound maybe a little too quick, and I was like, mm, maybe not. And being that rebound for you was, was
0: <laughs> devastating and embarrassing, Steven. <laughs> and, but yeah, you know, uh, Amber kind of has a good point when she's like, what, you won't kiss me because Pierce doesn't want you to, but Pierce divorced my mom for our housekeeper, but he's so like, strict about who can touch me.
1: Which really is a great point that she's
0: Cause making Because she there. is a grown woman who is in no way related to Pierce. <laughs> not at all. But that's not really the point. The point is that Jeff and Pierce are friends and connected to each other on a more regular basis than Amber and Jeff are likely to be, and he's going to have to keep seeing them and hear about it, regardless of like the logistics.
1: Yeah. If Pierce is upset about it, he's upset about it. And as much as, as Jeff downplays their relationship, at this point in the show, Jeff and Pierce are friends.
0: Yeah, on a couple of occasions, they've like had to come to each other for that talk when they're down in the dumps. Mm-hmm. They almost start to kiss again, but uh, Pierce is back, so they stop. Uh, and Pierce just goes, why are you here, Jeff? <laughs> to here. <laughs> and so now we get this scene. Pierce is going to have to work harder than he thought he would, where he describes the Pictionary tournament to his stepdaughter and they have this whole really awkward where it's like oh Jeff come I can't please come I can't please and he's like I can't because they decided this ahead of time Mm
2: -hmm. and then we
0: see the turn when Amber's like well maybe I should leave which is douchey as hell um yeah and pierce is like jeff stay for real like, you have to stay please you, do you really feel that way you i think you have to <laughs> i think that's kind of what this uh date was like uh the tinder date in college when i had you come with me like steven just come and make sure it's okay and then you can leave because things will be cool and then they and weren't particularly cool it's so like steven
1: sticking around please yes please <laughs> i would you know what i really would love to see but also would hate to see Okay. It's just, like, a recording of that.
0: <laughs> Ugh, why?
1: Because <laughs> it was probably so, can so laugh at awkward. My of yeah! course
0: it was. I was in no position to be talking to a woman at that point.
1: No. She was uh, nice, though.
0: Yeah, she, she, she's married and pregnant now.
1: Nice. Aren't they all? Aren't they all? What?
0: But that's <laughs> Steven's type. <laughs>
1: so. it, it is. <laughs> You got it all this week, folks. I hope
0: you liked this one as much as last week's.
1: We got yeah. nine, 11 times. Whereas, whereas last week is a very like great episode for first-time listeners, this one is not. <laughs> yeah, just because I said we're not going to say f*** uncensored doesn't mean we're
0: going to let a lot of stuff slide.
1: <laughs> so Jeff
0: agrees to stay. He's going to go to the Pictionary Tournament because Pierce isn't giving him any other situation. And it's becoming this weird thing of like... How far is Pierce going to let this go to get the attention he wants out of his stepdaughter? You yeah. know? Is he going li- to literally like be like, okay, go off with each other just so she sticks around? I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's getting to the point of Pierce's desperation that it's like, all right, buddy, let's slow it down. Troy and Britta now are outside. They're walking around. Uh,
0: Troy's like, hey, what are you doing? And Britta's sticking to it. She's looking... For a switch for Nana, which, by the way, where is Nana
1: at this point? (laughs) I'm assuming just sitting somewhere, still in her chair, unable to move and unhappy about it. She probably started like napping, Mm
0: -hmm. like a like a unstoppable nap, and and was like, "Oh, this is my chance. I gotta go." Troy has this nice speech. Troy doesn't get to shine a lot in this episode, but he has a lot of funny standout moments. Yeah. Troy's like, you don't have to pretend to be nice to my mean old grandma <laughs> And Britta can't drop the facade. She thinks it she she has to make it clear that she thinks it's cool and she respects it, when I'm sure she's annoyed.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a
0: little bit annoying.
1: Yeah, I Britta's trying her best, but this is Troy gave her several outs.
0: Yeah, and Troy gets this uh this is his great speech of you know, my mom told me there would be white people that did this <laughs> with the pocket watches and coffee grinders and pretending to be into steamboats. <laughs> uh, and I can relate to that one a little bit. You know, when we went to Disney World, there's a, like a real steamboat that you can go ride that takes like a lap around this like lake area. And so preparing to go, we were all like, Yeah. Let's go ride the steamboat. That looks so cool. It'll be really fun. But we're pretending to be interested because you know when we were at Disney World and there were rides to ride, we were never like. Now it's the time oh, let's to go, go ride do the steamboat. steamboat. Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> uh,
1: Troy's like, this is real life, and she's gonna beat you with a stick. <laughs> and I mean, think about how many of these beatings Troy has been on the receiving end of. With how like aloof Troy is, the amount of times that he's probably gotten into trouble with his nana
0: britta finds the perfect one it's long and looks like it'd be one of those like where you can hear it through the wind is yeah, it yeah that was you.
1: a menacing choice
0: and choice like very good very cool choice it's gonna hurt a lot i bet do you think that britta thinks that there's a chance that this is gonna end with troy's nana being like i respect you <laughs> i think that britta her ass
1: i think britta is expecting like something a lot less than like either like her to be joking Or her
0: parents spanked her a couple of times and they were mm -hmm. more like the Connie Pruitt spank than a a Nana Barnes spank.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think that Britta really does not realize what she's gotten herself into here.
0: Yeah, when this grandma is literally like, Britta is a kid that's not well-behaved and kids that are (laughs) well-behaved are going to get whooped.
1: Nana was like, this girl said three things to me and I hated all of them. So I'm going to beat her ass. Now we're back to the Abed-Shirley family dynamic and
0: uh, Shirley's kids are gone. And then Abed's dad shows up at the same time and takes it as a chance to be like, oh, what a surprise, Shirley, you lost them. Abed's just so plain and calm through all this and is like, oh, no, they're playing hide-and-seek. And And Shirley says, okay, where? And Abed's like, that's not really how it works. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great response from Abed. It's this really nice turn of events where Gooby is mad at Shirley for not knowing where her... Not so well-behaved kids are, but he doesn't know where the niece that he's supposed to be taking care of right now actually is because Shirley's kids are good and saw that 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 Abed's cousin was someone who needed to go have some fun Mm -hmm. and they stepped in like in a really intelligent way, kind of, yeah, yeah. Because what's happening here is that the kids are stacked inside of 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 her of her burka.
1: (laughs) Well, and I'll say this for this storyline, I think that it, you know, whether it was super intentional or not, it kind of just rings true that, you know, you're not taught or like you are taught hate and discrimination and things like that, because even, you know, Shirley and and Gooby, I don't think either of them are outright hateful people, but they both have kind of prejudices and a little bit of, you know, feelings towards one another that are a little unspoken, but that kind of ring true and how, you know, uh, short a fuse they have with one another. But the kids Absolutely. don't feel that at all. They're just kids that want to play, and when they see like a different kid that wants to play and can't, they're like, "Oh, well, let's help them," you know. Absolutely. You can
0: tell that even though Shirley has her misconceptions about people that are different, how she should treat them, she definitely hasn't passed on any kind of hate Mm-mm. to her kids. Their kids are innocent until they're shown not to be. Yeah. And Shirley explains to Gooby, you know, like I. I she says some of the wrong things, you know. She com- mm-hmm. she comments on the burka, but she's like, I let my kids be kids. I don't treat them like I'm a jail warden. Yeah. And Gooby just is confrontational about it, and I get that to an extent. Shirley doesn't necessarily have any place telling people how to raise their kids. No. But Gooby's questioning her parenthood when she's already you know a little bit insecure about it because of not seeing her kids so much. Hmm. It, it, it's an interesting conflict here, and it's. The the, the the bit of this episode that has the most meat to it
1: i believe yeah and and i think that especially like you were talking about earlier you know when you are a mother especially you know a single mother going to school and trying to raid your kids i mean the amount of guilt that she probably already is battling within herself you know thinking like oh what can i do to be there more for my kids you know and then to have somebody call you a bad mother in front of your children mm-hmm. that's a that's a that's a low blow the way that Shirley reacts when she
0: realizes what's going on and that her kids are in the burqa and that Gooby doesn't know it yet mm-hmm. uh, and she gets what they're doing, the way that she reacts to it and doesn't let it go, like, Yvette does a really good job here. Yeah, she, You can tell that she's proud of her kids and knows exactly what's happening. Uh, Shirley makes Gooby go get napkins and <laughs> Gooby's like, oh, so now I'm the napkin man so <laughs> she can discuss this with her children. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, she sees that that Abed's cousin is, in fact, uh, bouncing in the bounce house, and that's all she wanted.
1: That's all she awesome. wanted to do.
0: It's one of the only nice moments of this episode. And now we cut to one of the, the least nice touchy-feely moments of the episode. Oh,
1: but one of the funniest. Yeah. It's the Pictionary Tournament. <laughs> and so going into this, this was one of the episodes that I think I remembered – the most. Because of something like this? Because of a few things. But I vividly remembered this whole scene, and I did not laugh any less. <laughs> because yeah, this is a
0: really funny scene. One of the funniest scenes of the episode, and a scene that would be great to put on to, like, a compilation of funniest community bits, like, out mm-hmm. of context. Yeah. It doesn't mean the episode surrounding it is as as good as this joke is. Uh First we see Amber. She's drawing, uh, it's like a potato laid down flat with, like, a squiggly line cutting it down the middle and a smiley face uh pierce keeps guessing circle circle smiling happy face smiling sideways vagina and he's like did you hear me say circle Uh, (laughs) and then jeff speaks up and is like that's a happy face that's a clam happy as a clam and it's right and i like how even though it's right and this isn't a funny joke but it made me laugh a little bit how Mm -hmm. pierce is like what a gay guess to jeff yeah (laughs) that's That did make me laugh. It
1: was right. Because it's such a Pierce, like, I'm mad because I'm being outshined by Jeff. (laughs) And then it's Pierce's turn to draw. And. Here's something I want to comment on really quick.
0: Before Pierce starts drawing, and we all know where this is going, Mm -hmm. he thinks he's drawing one thing, but what he is drawing is a swastika. It's like the bathroom stalls at our high school
1: all over Uh, again. Exactly like them. With just as much aggressive circling around the swastika. Starburns' delivery when he starts the timer,
0: he's like, Go! Go! Yeah. (laughs) I really like that. But Okay, so there's a shot of the card that that Pierce is reading off of. A mm-hmm. uh, windmill was blue. Blue, okay. I don't see a category at all. It's just blue, and it has a picture of a windmill. Ah. I feel like they put in this shot of Pierce reading the word windmill so the swastika joke would cut a little bit less deep. Yeah. So you can see where he's coming from. But from it, how much funnier
1: would it have been if you didn't know what he say, was trying to draw? I think it would be funnier
0: or? if he just started drawing it, and then the punchline was it was supposed to be a windmill. You know, like this is like, we know it's, the windmill is the setup and the punchline is what he draws. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been a little bit funnier the other way around, but it's still a very funny scene. Um, You know, he just straight up draws a swastika and Amber's like, you got to give us a little bit more than that. So he starts circling it, and then it looks like a swastika <laughs> band. And then he just keeps circling it and circling it and circling it. And my favorite part of this, I think, that makes me laugh the hardest, is how distraught Jeff looks. And he's <laughs> he like, please stop circling it.
1: <laughs> And when you said, I didn't think about this until you started talking about it, but it it, it really kind of does feel like they put that scene in afterwards because the, the cop even has a line later on that kind of is the reveal of the – it being windmill, and, like, a yeah. really funny type of thing. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. They must have added that, because somebody was like... Mm.
0: seems like a network note, or, like, they yeah. get a network note, but they wanted to keep the joke, so they added something to soften it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Rabbi Chang walks up to see him drawing <laughs> a swastika, and the damning line when Pierce says to their, you know, questioning what he's drawing, he's like, you're supposed to know, stupid. Oh, not because of the Jewish thing, but because of, you know, it's a game. It's a game. you supposed to guess and know, <laughs> but it just sounds and looks so bad. bad. But it's very funny. Uh, I find stuff like this that's dark and shouldn't be really laughed at. I find yeah. it very funny, which I'm sure you've picked up a
1: little bit from the way that we talk.
0: <laughs> that's a really funny line. Just don't be Nazis, guys. Don't yeah, be a Nazi. Just
1: literally don't be a Nazi. I don't know why that's so hard for people. It's
0: funny because Nazis are bad. Yeah? Yeah. Nobody's,
1: <laughs> it's nobody's not funny like, because oh, we like them. It's funny because darn it's Nazis. so ridiculous. Yeah. And what's, what's crazy is that 10 years ago, it was so crazy to think that Like you can make a be... joke
0: like this because it's something that's so old and dead, but now it's like Nazis are a thing again. Yeah.
1: So just uh, quit being Nazi. So if you're listening to
0: this, maybe I'll cue up a little bit of the, the More You Know music again. There we go. Friends, if you're listening to us on this fine day, and you in any way describe yourself as a Nazi or a neo-Nazi or anything thereof, please and don't
1: take this lightly, eat
0: shit, you piece of f-ing human garbage.
1: Yeah. Um. For those out there who are Wind really chimes. struggling with their own Nazism, uh, <laughs> kindly go f- yourself. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Yeah. A Fuck message you. from our sponsors.
0: <laughs> yeah, Nazi, f- your way. All the way back to Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, no. The home of the Nazis. Okay, so n- nobody oh, guesses no. <laughs> Pierce's thing because nobody wants to say it. And I think they all know that Pierce is confused. Yeah. And so Chang says on behalf of his brother, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And then we cut to both of them on the couch with <laughs> bruises and scrapes. And Pierce has a butterfly
1: band-aid on. <laughs> Chang's shirt is, like, all the way open. (laughs) Thank God. Looking great. Yeah, that sheen. So, and then we get the
0: police officer, Officer Kikowski again. He's always a funny Greendale face to see. And it's hard to, like, laugh at jokes about cops right now because I feel pretty strongly on what side I am in the way we're rethinking police right now. Yeah. Uh, But... I do believe that Officer Kakowski is was one of the good ones. He is. Um, you know, he's like, I got to take all this information. I think they're going to drop charges against each other. I don't think they're going to do anything. But I, he wants to take all the information, and he wants people to know that he's not going to stop until the Pictionary <laughs> bans the word <laughs> See, that's the work our, good, our our want-to-be-good police officers should be doing. Yeah,
1: that's, that's who we need at the front lines because he is trying to make change in the world. <laughs> He's trying to stop the violence.
0: So Jeff and Amber take this as their excuse to leave while Pierce is kind of caught up in this other thing. They say they're going to go get coffee. Pierce is like, his coffee code for sex. Nobody really responds except the cop is like, is it? Is it? <laughs> everyone's like, no. <laughs> Yikes. And now we cut to the set piece that is probably the most memorable thing from this episode. Uh Troy and Britta walk in to find Nana Barnes in a classroom, and Britta's bringing the switch that she's that she's chosen, and she's just trying to stay positive, hoping I imagine that something's going to change. <laughs> Nana's like, "Let me see it," and when when Britta hands it to her, she like tests it in the air a couple times. She's like, "This will do," and Britta's like, "Let me have it," <laughs> like me when Steve and I <laughs> together. So Britta says, let me have it, and sticks her hand out. She was thinking she was just going to slap her on the wrist this whole time. And Nana Barnes is like, I'm not a nun. Bend over.
1: And goes to town. This scene, I started laughing. Like, I I remember this scene very well. It's it's one that, like, in terms of my favorite community scenes, this one is pretty high up there. Mostly because of Troy. Because I think his screaming is just so good. But... (laughs) There's a lot of this that
0: works. Like everything about the visual of the scene works. That's so ridiculous. The angle and, that it, they it,
1: use. It's it like just, Troy looking over his shoulder, horrified. The 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 severity
0: of the ridiculousness just just grows as the scene keeps going.
1: The unwavering Britta, intensity with yeah Britta Nana's bends eyes. over.
0: Troy says, "What are you doing?" And yeah, Nana with. the uh, so much edge is like she's respecting With her elders. Force of a god. And see, Troy, did you think I was a hypocrite? And then Nana keeps letting her have it, and 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 Britta's just screaming in pain and like really having trouble. And Troy just winces at each at each <laughs> smack and and moves his shoulders. And yeah, he's like hiding so he can he can't not look, but he's also trying <laughs> to look. Yeah. Gotta love the way he yells. I don't understand you, Britta. And
1: I don't understand you then at
0: all. Oh! A joke that was already perfect gets even more perfect when Jeff and <laughs> Pierce's stepdaughter, who he's not supposed to be making out with, burst into the room to try to make out here to see Troy crying over Britta getting spanked <laughs> by an old lady. Moments like this, even if this is my least favorite episode of Community we've covered so far, this shows that Community doesn't do anything bad. No. Even the episodes that I just said I don't care about a thousand times, they do something that's like one for the history books. They come up with a joke that's hilarious that I've never seen before and that kills me.
1: Yeah, it's so funny. And then when Jeff finally does leave, Troy gives us a couple more great lines with the, She's, <gasps> she's had, had enough! enough.
0: Oh, man. What a good scene. So, after the first room didn't work out, uh, Jeff and Amber make their way to a, like, janitor's closet, kind of. Jeff says a really creepy line when he's like, oh, let's focus on you, the forbidden fruit. Yuck. Yeah. That is the ex-stepdaughter of a casual acquaintance. Ugh. Just, just we get it. You don't have to keep saying it. Um. And they start to keep kissing, and a piece of paper uh, falls out of Amber's pocket, and it's a check from Pierce uh, for $25,000, which is a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things where it drops out of her pocket, Jeff goes to pick it up for her, and it's a piece of paper. You look at it, you know? Yeah. And he questions her on it, says, why do you have this check? And it says that it's tuition for fashion school, or that's what Amber says. But earlier, we all heard that Pierce said she was in photography school. So it's very clear that the story isn't real, yeah, that it's made up um and this is a moment that really shows that Jeff does have some chivalry, even if he acts based on his sexual interests sometimes. They start kissing again, and she's like, "Ha ha, you caught me," and Jeff is like, "No, I can't do this. uh you're just taking advantage of 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 Pierce, and you don't feel bad about it yeah and and she calls him desperate and stupid." and says a really like villainy thing that no woman, I bet, would actually say when she's like, <laughs> well, do you want to be a good friend or do you want to get with me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. you got it, two it,
1: choices, pretty boy.
0: It, it kind of works that I'm not crazy about the way Catherine McPhee delivers any of her lines in this entire episode. Mm-hmm. Honestly, until this big reveal at the end, I feel like then she kind of eats up the the, like, the villainous turn of events. Um, it kind of makes sense that she's acting so stoic and so like removed I guess because she is.
2: Mhm.
1: Yeah, uh, she doesn't give a if shit. It
0: wasn't an, an intentional acting performance, but I guess it works.
1: You know, it it ended up fitting the character I think at the yeah. end especially. But like but she definitely does give more of a performance once she starts with like the bad guy role.
0: After this happens, uh Jeff leaves the the library area and runs into Annie so we can be reminded that she is still on this show, even mm-hmm. if she kind of takes it easy this week. Maybe she was filming Mad Men that week.
1: Must be it. Um, she was and... really, really needing some Dom Draper after Abed last week.
0: <laughs> Jeff kind of thanks her for saying, you know what, I did what you said. I tried to help Pierce, and I found out that Pierce's stepdaughter is grifting him, and that he thinks it's for her school, but but she's stealing his money. And now Annie gets to help him with this, and this is a scene where you see why these characters work well together. Uh, Annie's someone that Jeff can confide in about things like this and get advice from her that he doesn't make fun of or take lightly. He listens to what she has to say about it. Jeff is in a bit of a pickle because he he can't just go tell Pierce this because there's no way to tell him without it being obvious that they've slept together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you've got to tell Pierce. You've yeah. got to do it.
1: Yeah. I feel like you Jeff do. Jeff kind
0: of... Has an, Ani a scamp look on his face while Annie's, like, beating on him. Like, you did not. You didn't do it. And Jeff is like, yeah, I did it with her, but not twice. I wanted to do it twice.
1: A little bit douchey, but whatever. I'll give him a pass. Yeah. Because here's here's what I'll say. Because I was going to ask you what your thoughts were on Jeff sleeping with her. Because, you know, let's play devil's advocate here for a second. She is the ex-stepdaughter of a friend. I'll I'll go all, all out and say friend, you know. Yeah. Should he have slept with her? Probably not. No, but
0: was I any harm done? I don't think it's something. Yeah, I don't think it's something that can't be moved on from. And he and Pierce's friendship. Agreed. And I also think because of this information that he's learned because of it, it wasn't all for naught. No, not at all. Any kind of questions, Jeff, and is like, oh, you, how could he do this? You know, you're quicker than bacteria. <laughs> and I I don't know he just doesn't want to hurt Pierce by telling him all this, but Annie tells him that you have to, she's taking advantage of him. And it's just what you got to do. And Jeff says exactly what you kind of said. And he's like, you know, when you think about it, nobody's getting hurt, but he knows that's not true. Yeah. He says, Pierce is getting a daughter. Amber's getting an allowance. I'm getting, we already talked about it, but (laughs) I think Jeff has to know that after she walks out with that money, she's gone. Pierce totally. does not get a daughter out of this unless she needs money again.
1: Yeah. And he knows that. He's and he's trying to justify it. Just brings himself. up the
0: point. He's just justifying it. Yeah. But he's like, and Pierce isn't the best person. He does bad stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't the worst thing ever. But I don't know. Annie, like, she has those doe eyes and she makes it very clear when something is, like, immoral. And her moral compass is really firm and not, like, biased. So, Jeff, like, when, when Jeff sees through Annie that something's wrong, she, he knows that it's really wrong.
1: Yeah. He, can, he knows that, okay, this is actually objectively bad. Yeah, she even says, you know, like, Well, it sounds like you've got it all figured out, so why are you talking to me about it?
0: Because you're, uh, you know,
1: a decent person. Maybe. And you knew that talking to me about it would make you feel like a bad friend? And you wanted to feel like a bad friend because you want to be a good friend? Mm-hmm. You really suck, you know that?
0: And I feel like I've been in situations like that before. You tell your friends what's going on, and you know the answer, but you need to be confirmed the answer. Yeah, you want that little extra push. Yeah. A little cute. A uh, little drop of cute Jeff and Annie sweetness in there. Aww. Still don't ship them. Nope. Nice try. <laughs> you thought you, know, you had us. In the like cafeteria common area, uh, Shirley's kids are playing with guns again, and... <laughs> This is when he's like, get you and your brother some ding-dongs. Calm down. <laughs> Abed comes in the room, uh, says, what's up? And thanks, Shirley, for what they did for Abra to, to have a day of fun. Um, I don't know. It's a nice moment to cap off the one story of this episode that is nice. Mm-hmm. Shirley says to Abed, thank you for coming up with this idea, it was a great idea. And Abed says, it wasn't me, it was your kids, and they're great kids, and you should be proud of them, which is always a good thing to hear as a parent. Yeah, I like hearing it. Especially from someone like Abed, who's becoming a friend, and you respect the opinion, and your motherhood has been questioned, and you're being reminded that you're not a bad
1: mom. I thought that moment was really, really, really sweet. And I think Abed knew how much it would mean to Shirley for him to say that, too.
0: This episode does have some of the best Shirley stuff we've seen in a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a good chunk of episodes since she's gotten to shine at all. Yeah. And I still don't think she's my MVP this week either, but she puts up a case. Mm-hmm. Abed and Shirley have a hug, and it's nice. <laughs> and then uh, Shirley's kids are good, but they're crazy because this is when we reveal the kids got <laughs> stuck. Or one of the kids got stuck in the vending machine while they were trying to go get a snack and calm down. <laughs>
1: Which, how the and hell do people do that?
0: Shirley has this look of disdain on her face, and Abed's just like, Ding dongs are my favorite. <laughs> I love Abed. He's great. Now we cut to the dance at the end. It's the gala dance. I assume this is the event uh. the that we were asked about. Troy walks up to, to Britta, and they just kind of end their story, too. They talk about it. Uh, Britta's like, Nana's a monster. You're right. And Nana's right there, being wheeled over by someone who was doing it for Troy, I guess, and hears her. It's like, "What did you say?" Her suit
1: game is so on point here.
0: On the commentary, when she came in wearing that suit, Dan Harmon was like, "Oh, look, it's Chevy's uh, pantsuit from a few weeks back."
1: (laughs) That's funny. But
0: now, Brita, now that she's been beat by this woman, she feels like she can say what she's thinking, and she says, "I said you were a monster, Nana." And you said Troy was right. Nana says <laughs> Britta's not in trouble now. Troy's in trouble now. He's getting a spanking thanks to Britta. Have you ever gotten in trouble with your parents or grandparents because of something your
1: friends said? I got in trouble in school because of something my friend said, but never necessarily like. Oh, actually, Yep. Okay. Yeah. Anything you want to share, or is it better left off pod? Probably better left off pod. It was more so like, you know, sometimes when your friends are talking to your mother with you, you'll be recounting something and they share And a she'll more be like, you said
0: you were doing this then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, they'll that. be
1: like, oh yeah, remember when we did this? And she'll be like, you did what? <laughs> Luckily, most of that has yeah. happened though as an adult because I've been more... Able to explain yourself or get yourself out of it? <laughs> yeah, or even yeah. more just like I've been like, not worried about her being upset about something I did you know four years ago when you were a kid yeah Yeah.
0: I get that too that's now that I have a different relationship with my mother where Mm -hmm. I can kind of sneak in some stuff that I've done every now and then and I'm like oh yeah I was doing all this shit (laughs) when yeah never mind that's for another Mm -hmm. another time I know my mom doesn't listen to the podcast so I should probably I could probably get away with it (laughs) Amber shows up at the dance, which is an interesting choice. She should have just left. Now that someone knew, her jig was up. She should have left. Mm -hmm. But she comes in, and she's still in that villainous, like, trying to come on to Jeff, trying to talk bad about Pierce, and expecting Jeff to go along with it, because Jeff might have some of those vibes. You know, he was willing to hook up with Amber, even though he knew he probably shouldn't. Mm -hmm. Jeff is like, no, what you're going to do is you're going to tear up that check And you're going to go have a dance with your stepdad. And Amber throws it back on him and says, well, if I go tell him everything, guess who he'll forgive, which is a point.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, a line that that she also said that kind of was gross is when she first comes in, she says something about logging some more time with Daddy Warbucks. Yeah. Gross. And Jeff says something much better. You know, he says, you know, I'd
0: rather be the bad guy than watch you siphon him, which is always the right decision. Good job, Jeff. Good job, Jeff. It took him a second to get there like it always does, but he's making the right choice. (laughs) Amber says that she's going to leave. And if the check clears, she won't make any more problems. She'll stay gone. And Jeff, obviously, that's not good enough. You know, he says astutely, come back whenever you want. You know, Pierce needs this Mm -hmm. and be good to him when you come around because i'll be around and i'll be watching you good jeff this is a good guy jeff
1: good guy jeff for sure moment yeah
0: like you can be a stepdaughter or not and amber takes one look at pierce being a doof and says no i'm gonna take the money and i'm gonna leave bye and she does
1: yeah she kind of and here's what i'll say she doesn't really have a whole lot of reason to have any loyalty or, like, kindness in her heart towards Pierce. Right. Because he did cheat on her mother with their housekeeper and leave them, you know. So yeah. I, I get her maybe not liking him, and I honestly kind of understand her taking the twenty-five grand and going. I'm not and saying she's not, in the right. I
0: understand why you wouldn't want Pierce to be someone in your life yeah.
1: as well. But I, and- I don't think that it's, you know, okay to take advantage of somebody. But It's hard to feel totally bad for Pierce because mm-hmm. he does bring some of this on himself,
0: but this episode does make you feel for the man at least a little bit. At least a little bit, yeah. Jeff uh, goes back to Pierce, and Pierce is asking, have you seen Amber? Jeff struggles for a second and says, Pierce, I gotta tell you something. Pierce knows what's happening. She's not coming. Jeff's like, yeah, she's not coming. And Pierce knew all along what was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, I wrote her a pretty big check this morning. I had a feeling she might take it and run. And Jeff, even as a lawyer, you know, he's like, do you want me to help you cancel that check and keep it from going anywhere? Yeah. And Pierce is even, I don't know, maybe a little bit more paternal than anyone gives him credit for because even when your kids take advantage of you, you want to help them succeed. Mm -hmm. You know, he says, hell, she earned it. And he says to Jeff, You're
2: lucky, Jeff. It's not too late for you. Have a family. Share your life. That and understanding computers are two things you just can't knock out at
0: the end. <laughs> uh, Chevy didn't have a great week this week acting-wise, but his delivery of that last speech I thought was pretty good. Yeah, pretty solid. Jeff gives him something a little bit back. He kind of shows Pierce that, you know what, like people call you in our circle when things are going, and maybe it's not a traditional family, but you've got a family in here. Yeah. You're sharing your life. If you have friends, you have
1: family. And I really tend nice. to agree
0: with that. I tend to agree with that.
1: To quote Vin Diesel from most of the Fast Furious movies, you know I don't have friends anymore. We're family. That's a really bad Vin Diesel impression. Don't, don't take that to heart, folks. And to quote Vin Diesel from the Walt Disney
0: original <laughs> film,
1: The Pacifier.
0: Was there something about the hippity hop dance? Was that, that The movie? Peter
1: Panda dance. You hop yeah, you to go. the left. And oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Do the Peter Panda dance. Steven must have seen the anime version of that
0: <laughs> As Jeff starts to leave, Pierce stops him and calls him son and gives him a hug. It's a little cute and wholesome. Except Pierce just continues to hug him and they start swaying back and forth. <laughs> uh, Jeff says, you know, are we, are we hugging or dancing? And Pierce doesn't skip a beat. He's like, you know, if the rules were reversed, I would have had sex with your ex-stepdaughter. <laughs> And Jeff says, "I did."
1: At a boys' sports, <laughs>
0: and he pats him on the he pats him on the shoulder and says, "Chip off the old block." It Uh-oh. was either that or deal with your actual pain. And they bond for a second over I don't know some of the similarities of being a man. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just guys. About stuff. as it's about as wholesome as you're going to get a scene between characters like Jeff and Pierce. That's fair. And if anything, I think this moment between the two of them at the end of this episode works better for me than like the moment they had at the end of the std fair episode i agree a hundred uh, the rest of the episode doesn't work as well for me but this is a earned moment between the two of
1: them agreed uh jeff starts crying <laughs> yeah actually looks over at slater and she's like about slater poorly dancing with some schmuck yeah and cries about
0: we always used to watch the shows she wanted to watch i hate glee <laughs> and the episode literally ends with them trashing Glee I like, is, he's crying now too and he's like you know I'm not that crazy about Glee either <laughs> It's like I don't get the appeal I don't understand it at all and that's how the episode ends I like that joke but it is a weird way to end the episode it a really is a weird on.
1: way to end an episode because normally they make like those kind of fourth wall breaking jokes a little more right. early in the episode when it's like right. hey we're setting up this is the open yeah Glee sucks you know it usually ends with, like, a nice, like,
0: uh, you know, like a melodic chord in the score mm-hmm. that's, that's bright and sunny as, like, everyone hugs or something yeah. like that. And this one just kind of ended, fizzled out a little bit. Now we get the end gag, which I think is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Troy and Aved are stuck in the vending machine. I bet Aved saw those kids in it and were like, I bet we could do this. Yeah. Which I think is very funny. (laughs) Not a lot to say here. We unpacked a lot of it about the buttons. Um, You know, they're stuck. And what's Abed's
1: plan? Uh, His plan was to have Troy press G14 uh, because there's already money in the machine. And then it would use a little little swirly spring guy, the corkscrew, to push the phone out of Troy's pocket into the receptacle where he could grab it and call for help. Very good. And he presses the wrong button. So it just sticks the spiral
0: thing, you know, that lets the the snacks out. up Troy's butt. And he makes some interesting faces as he's coming to terms with what's happening to him. (laughs) uh, Feelings of confusion and maybe pain and maybe pleasure. A little bit of bliss. And
1: that's pretty much it. That's our show, folks. How do you think they got out? Um, I think they, somebody probably came along eventually. I don't think that the... Do you think someone came along with a key,
0: or do you think someone came along and they were like, press G14? <laughs> I think that they probably asked them to
1: press G14, knowing and Troy and Abed. Yep.
0: Yeah, so that's the end of an episode. A little bit middle ground, but I have enjoyed going through it with you and conversing with
1: you and doing the show for all of our fine people. Who is your MVP this well, week? Well, I want to hear your take first on this, because I... I I finally landed on one a little while ago, but I'm curious to see where you, where you went with this. I
0: did, too. I had almost no thought on the matter until a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of people earn it this episode. No. And I've changed my mind a couple of times. Hmm. I think I'm going to give it to oh and i'm changing my mind like even as i'm saying between two people mm-hmm. i'm gonna just say it, i'm gonna give it to britta nice i think britta's commitment to their storyline and the way gillian pulled it off is very funny one of the characters classic moments uh i think she even steals the scene from troy a little bit even though troy is often the funniest person in the group yeah i almost gave it to jeff because jeff acts nicely in this episode but i don't think he exactly earned it uh, and Britta kind of gets it by default, but she's one of the characters in this episode that made me laugh and smile the most, and the last couple episodes, I've really been
1: enjoying the character of Britta's growth. Mm-hmm. That's, it's really, I am surprised that you said Britta. I did not see that coming. I was about to say Jeff, uh, and I changed. See, I thought you were going to go with Jeff. Um, my top choices uh, for most of this were between Britta, Shirley, and Abed for me. Mm. I feel like okay. Abed had, like, some of my favorite moments and I, I liked his part in the storyline, but like you said, he didn't really do anything to earn MVP this week. He just wasn't bad. Um, and so it was between Shirley and Britta for me and I was leaning Shirley, but I think because of some of the <laughs> jokes that some Shirley Some of the comments in the beginning on, of the episode. Yep, yeah, then it, it goes to Britta for me. And I think Britta does a great job in the episode, even though she's kind of playing on that, you know, uh, cultural ignorance, you know, yeah. thing, but but she does it out of good heart and she ate them whoopens so I, I i gotta give her mad props for that because she was dealing with that for a long time that was a lot of whoopings with that and with the pants down that's there were a lot like that's swift, a lot hard there there that leaves marks so she's 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 in for it so you know yeah props to took her. a beating
0: like a champ so she's the mvp yep <laughs> accordingly <laughs> and That about wraps up things for this week. Steven, is there anything you have left that you'd like to
1: say to the people who hang out with us every week? Yeah. Um, I really appreciate you, uh, bringing us into your hearts and homes and minds and just remember to, you know, if this episode teaches, teaches you anything, it's, you know, love, love those around you. Love those. Good call. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, this, this ends things up for the week.
0: Thank you for spending time with us. Uh, I, as always, am one of your two gracious
1: hosts, a smiling sideways vagina. And I don't understand you. I don't understand you at all. But I'm Steven. And don't forget, guys, uh, make sure to write in with some trivia questions and your favorite moment of next week's episode. Uh, yes, next week is, is pottery, right? yeah beginner pottery write in pottery. with your
0: unanswered trivia questions and the moment that made you laugh the most we'll look forward to hearing it Just don't forget uh, as always oh yeah yeah don't forget yes. to like us on
1: facebook at you can't disappoint a podcast follow us on twitter at you can't dis pod um and on instagram i believe we are can't disappoint podcast you sure are and as always
0: <clears throat> from inside the dreamatorium uh, black lives matter um be considerate and open to those with ways different than your own and stephen go grab a switch hey yo we'll see you guys next week
1: bye guys feel alone, on my mind. We do this the I don't mind no